Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Guys, do, do any of you know why Zach started this Skype call? Like, the, the podcast blew up. There's no more Power Rangers to talk about. I don't, I don't understand why we're here. Didn't we have season two of Alien Rangers to get to? <sighs> yeah, but I mean, we don't have anywhere to record. Like, what's the point? I mean, we hey can, guys, we I... can just we can just start the pod. Like, podcasts can't let it actually they're like not physical. We can just do it. Yeah, anyway. that's a hey, thing. Hey, Luke. Sh- Shut up, first of all. Luke, shut up. Second of all, <laughs> hey guys, I found a backup podcast under the ruins of the original podcast. Look, Wait, if you look around, you can find, like, there's all these boxes that say, like, abandoned podcasts, like all the podcasts I said I was going to do for sure, really, and then didn't. Mm-hmm. But but we can record in this one. It's, it's, oh, yeah, here's, it's here's pretty nice. The losers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here's that one about adulting. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, there's that one, uh-huh. Yeah, no, but but this seems like a nice recording no, place. You know what? To be honest, like starting to do a podcast about adulting and then just abandoning it is the most adult thing you could possibly do. <laughs> yeah, that was give up all the time. Definitely on purpose. Also, I did just find this and definitely definitely didn't uh, redouble our deal with Satan to complete the podcast about all of Power Rangers. That didn't happen. Okay, okay good, because that would be a bad thing to do. <laughs> well, y- you know, it's just me and Fletcher really wanted that Power Rangers movie sequel, and we got it, so now... I mean, like, when everything was blowing up, you were really screaming about how you didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but... Even the... though, theoretically, you would have known about this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't know about it and yet also scream about it. So that you're going to have to just chalk that up as a as a plot hole. Anyway, here we are everybody. Uh welcome to Teenagers with Zio Tude. Zio with no, should have workshop that one before you Z- just said it on the podcast. Teenagers the Zio crystals. See Teenagers with with glowy why can't, why sticks. Why can't it just be teenagers with attitude, Zio? Why can't we? Why do we have to make this yeah. weird? I, you, you, well, I have. We weren't called Mighty Morphin teenagers with attitude before either. It's like we. That's can all, true. 
Yeah. Damn it. Uh, but I kind of want to call it something real stupid. It's fun when I we I mean, do we're that. already calling it Teenagers <laughs> with Attitude. We've got the stupid cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, the stupid is locked and loaded and ready to go. Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. No, uh, not really. We mostly talk about teenagers finding places today. Let's be, let's be honest. Most of this clothing is more loosely fitting at this point. Also, this episode, like, the Rangers are the beast plot and god yep. god if it was always that way just all i want is to just be that way all the time uh but i'm zach and joining me this week we've got uh, a whole bunch of of regulars we've got mike it's worth you say regulars seeing that this is the first episode <laughs> we've got lexi <laughs> god the bits are just like collapsing in on themselves. Yeah, we're eventually, it's, yeah, we've got simon <laughs> oh, you're the one who recorded that for the. Oh yeah, that was me. That was theme. my voice on the song. That, okay, that's just uncanny. Yep. Uh, and we've got Luke. Uh, it's also weird that you would call us regulars, given like the way this show has gone in the past like two months. It's weird. Uh, some some friends of mine who li- also listen were like. Did y'all do the aliens thing so, like, with Lexi taking over so that it would be less obvious that some shit was going on and none of you could be there regularly? And I was like, (laughs) no, that would be giving us way too much credit for forethought. Yeah, we've never made any effort to hide that. It (laughs) did kind of work out that way, though. Yeah. But Lexi did a great job, but now I'm here to ruin it. Uh, So, (laughs) welcome back. Okay, if... if Aliens with Battleborgs is the low bar you have to clear, Zach. You have nothing to worry about. Really set himself up for, I mean, not success, but adequacy. Today we're going to be talking about the first episode of Power Rangers Zio. Uh, but before we do that... Talking about things... Um, I was just going to do general Power Rangers Zeo trivia, but we have so much time to do that because this season is 50 fucking episodes, which Ah, flash flash forward to 49 (laughs) episodes from now. Is that going, guys, we never got around to talking about Zeo trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Who freaked out when I I said 50? Was I, it I, Simon? <laughs> yeah, I went to Zio on Netflix this morning to watch this episode, and I was like, so Netflix remembered that I was on the last episode of Zio, so I was like, okay, I just have to scroll up from the last episode of Zio to get back to the first one, and then it scrolled up for a while, and I was like, oh my god, what are we doing? Yeah, no. <laughs> one season of Zio, right? So, I mean, it's still, like, way less than you. Yeah, but, I mean... If you if we put season three of My Morphin and Alien Rangers together, it's still seven episodes less than Zio. Which you know, why would you do that? Netflix doesn't. Well, they they were Lexi. They were produced as a single show. They, they, that was a continuous season, as far as like logistics of the crew was concerned. And if you look at it that way, then the the chunks of filming and production have progressively gotten smaller. Well, this, this, the pacing of this season is kind of crazy, which we'll talk gee, about later. Gee, a Power Rangers show with bad pacing. But, but, but the thing is, it's crazy in the opposite way. Like, Mighty Morphin, you get Tommy, you get your Six Ranger at, like, episode 10 mm-hmm. or 5? It's, it's early. 20. That, that happens, 
uh, in this sort of show more than you'd think. Yeah, I think it's like 17 or something. Yeah. 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 Green with Evil started at episode 17 and was a six-parter. Right. But we still had like 40, 38 episodes to go after that or whatever it was. Right. So, and that's yeah. fairly can I, normal. Can I just say, go ahead. Can I just say having, having watched ahead... Only a little bit. We're starting to catch up to how far I watched ahead before. I'm, I, I got like seven episodes into Zio, and I got to say something, folks. Now, anyone who's <laughs> listened to the show for an extended period of time or has interacted with me on Twitter or just knows me personally knows that I love garbage. I gleefully roll in filth. I have enjoyed so much of the things that we've watched for the show, both Power Rangers and otherwise. There's a reason I keep spearheading all those bonus episodes. I love dog shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever is Food Fight, and that is a God. hilariously bad movie that is so bad that I can't even get Matt to ironically watch it. It's yeah. too much for him. It's bad. All right? I love garbage. And yet, <laughs> and yet, the Zeo quest, the last half of Alien Rangers there, was so just... Just so much of a chore I, to get I, through. Well, it's actively getting offensive to Zio, for so much of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the biggest like, problem. That's true, but getting to Zio, and I know this is a sound you've heard us make before because it's how we reacted to the beginning of Season 2, and that went south real bad, and it's how we reacted to the beginning of Season 3, which actually... Season 3 was fine. Season 3 was bad, good. Yeah. But, yeah. but, like... God, getting to Zio is such a breath of fresh air. Holy I, shit, I, I, again, I've been talking to some friends about the, sh the show, and uh, they're like, boy, it really seems like you guys don't like Alien Rangers very much. And I was like, I fucking wonder why. Did you watch it? Like, listen, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I'm it's glad bad. that we. I'm like, glad folks, we did it. Like we've 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 <laughs> talked about the fact that like that fucking uh, Power Rangers fighting game that has a lot of deep cuts in it doesn't have the Alien Rangers in it at all. Uh -huh. And like having watched Alien Rangers now, there's a fucking reason. And also in reverence uh, uh, to to our friend Frankie, my problems with that show were not the Alien Rangers. I know, right. no. like oh, no. I know Lexi didn't love them, but like there are. There are way more problems with that show than yeah. those characters. If like, they were the worst part of that show, it would be, you know, it well, would be tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. But but so it is exciting to be here. I'm psyched about it. But let's talk Boy, about some some things. What? I just want to say, like, you guys really oversold this because I was watching this and thinking, wait, this is a breath of fresh air. I like this episode. It's real goofy. The it's three moments. The three-parter itself, I think, is is solid overall. This episode, there's a lot of setup for sure. Yeah, it uh, feels like it's we basically finally... just setting the table for this season, and nothing yeah. happens in it despite yeah. like it, be, it being nothing but plot. Right. Um, when we when we get to the first Rocky-focused episode with the fucking pitching machine monster, don't spoil it. But also, God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Shit's gonna pop off, y'all. So, well, so yeah, I mean, good. that's what a pitching machine does. It pops off shit. <laughs> so, so anyway, before we talk about that, we've got some things to talk about. Um, under the iron uh, reign of Lexi, we were not allowed to discuss other Thanks. Power Rangers related things that were God, happening. That was such a nice, like, two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> but there were that's some it, things. Though. There were some things that happened during that time. Um, there was like some announcements for Beast Morphers casting, which is cool. Uh, other, yeah, it there's just happened like this past week. 
Well, well, they announced the three Rangers at Morphicon, which was a a little ways ago. But yeah. Uh, And then, like, they're making a cool board game made by the guy who did uh, uh, Rebel Assault, which is neat. Bunch of other little stuff. Um, uh, But we're not really going to cover that. What we're going to talk about is is something that I'm going to go ahead and give a spoiler warning for the Shattered Grid comics um, uh, crossover. I'm not really going to be talking about the plot. Uh, but basically, right. But if you don't want any spoilers, then yeah, you should skip to the timestamp. I will put a step. I will put a timestamp. I will do one. Um, cause I know people care. Uh, but, but like, yeah, it, I'm not going to talk about the plot so much. It's just this thing th- through the nature of the story, it got way into what the morphing grid is in a way that I don't think anything else in the show has really even tried to. Okay. Okay. Um, and also, I just want to hear Luke justify everything into his existing framework for how uh-huh, the morphing uh-huh. grid works. So I'm going to go over a couple things that were revealed in uh, in the comics about the morphing grid, which, again, this stuff is like, you know, signed off on by Saban or, or was. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it now because... They're still making I mean, it. I guess whoever it has bros yeah, in charge I of the Yeah, I guess brand, somebody yeah. at Hasbro. They're going to throw it all out, declare it all non-canon, and come up with their own. <laughs> that would be right. such a fucking bummer, because it's pretty good. But anyway, um, so first of all, the Morphing Grid is a place, which I did not... We I don't think I ever thought in that. some future season. Yeah, but but that's such a weird one-off thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought of it very much as, like, the Force, which is kind of how yeah. it works. Uh apparently it's a place you can go um like kind of like heaven in that like it it exists like all around us but also you can oh, literally really? oh, go so, there okay 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 so yeah. you're saying whenever the rangers morph they're being killed i get you yeah they die every time <laughs> it's a place that exists all around us you say hmm. it's is the is the teleporter problem but it's is the morphing problem i, I guess you're called being now. called a fool multiple times for suggesting such a thing i don't know that that ever actually happened i don't think anyone's called you a fool now hold on hold on guys i, I know probably has. i know i i know what you're upset about what i'm upset about is zach's interpretation of heaven as being all around us Zach, are, are you saying that ooh heaven is a place on earth? Yeah, no. I, what Wait, I mean I'm is, so glad and, you. Okay, no. And also to to clarify, um, like <laughs> you, s- if I could have gotten a word in edgewise, that joke wouldn't have taken so. You long. You did great. You did a good job. Uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the tagline of the show. You you see you see pictures of it, and it's not in the comic anyway. It is not like our version, uh, where it looks like the real world, but a little different. But it is also like you can get there from anywhere. I, and my guess is it's it's just a different dimension, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So, Luke, yeah, what? Yes, got anything for that? Well, yet? I mean, just you know, it's it's the morphing grid is a subjective experience. It's not going to look the same under every perceptual lens. We've already established, you know, you can take video of it and it'll look different than if you just look at it with your naked eye. So. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you can depict it in different ways. Fair enough. I, I really don't actually have a problem with that. The next one is something that's definitely been mentioned before uh, and, and is just expounded upon a little bit, which is that uh, the morphers are basically like the powers are a single point connection to the morphing grid, which is something that we've pretty much known. You get a morpher, it allows you access to the morphing grid in one right. specific way. Um, what oh, they're different we, colors and shit. 
Right, different colors, and then each color, it, like there's the same color in different sets. Uh, what wasn't ever made clear is that if you get enough morphers from different sets, you can get inside the morphing grid. Whoa. So, so basically you're connecting to it in multiple points, uh, and if you get enough of them, you can just go in there. Right, yeah, so, so you buy, you know... 200 TVs and set them up in your living room, you can go into the TV world. You could just walk into TV right. world. Yeah. Which, so, so. Or a, or a really big one, as shown in the, in the documentary, Stay Tuned. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to make a reference to fucking Stay Tuned. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for no one. God. So, yep. what I was going to say is. <laughs> no, it's a joke for Mike. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's a joke for people who had Comedy Central during the right period. Listen, we have two people on this podcast who are familiar enough with Stay Tuned. So, so what I'll say is, like, to, to go with what we say, if, if enough of them lets you, like, physically enter the morphing grid, right. then morphing basically is putting you in the grid, but only in, like, a very small, specific way. So I guess based on what you've given so far, my interpretation of morphing would be you pass through the morphing grid and, like, return to Earth with powers from it, almost. I would say the morphing grid partially superimposes itself upon you specifically, which is why, going back, it doesn't just look like the full-on morphing grid. You'd still see the real world, but with monster shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can. I can get that now. So that's kind of the the main stuff about how the grid works. Uh, there's a little bit about its history, which is way crazier than that. So first of all, the morphing grid is protected by what they call morphin emissaries, which are literally three like god beings. Ah, uh, yeah. Now we're getting into galactic Marvel. Bullshit. Yeah, this is yeah. the weird, like Eternals shit. So, yeah. give me Jack Kirby's Power Rangers. <laughs> so you have the Morphin emissaries, which are they're depicted as like yellow, blue, and red, constantly shifting between all the existing Ranger costumes. Like those each- are the three colors that are on every team. That's the explanation right. for that, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Well, and also, it's primary colors and pigment, which you'd think and yeah, go you're correct. white yes. primary colors, but whatever. So, like, pictures of them show, like, one half their helmet will be one thing, the other's a different, and then, like, the suit is different. So they're just, like, hard to perceive, sort of. So these are weird, like, god entities that protect it uh, from people trying to invade it. Uh, there's also a weird-ass bit where, like, Zordon petitions them to intercede with some shit that's going on, and they're like, okay, you can, we'll hear your case, but if you lose, then you can't be one of us when you die? Question mark? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? It's, like, <laughs> like every, every word you said reminds me of some other sci fi story, but like a different one. It's every one of it's, them. It's put a together. big old mashup for yeah. sure. I like right. the idea. Yeah, they all, reside, they all reside in the sci-fi grid. That makes sense. <laughs> right. Can you give yeah. me that one more time, Zach? Because okay. I, I feel like my brain shut off. So so there's these three, like, gods, basically. They protect the grid. Zordon asks okay, them... Okay, the Holy Trinity, right? Okay. Zordon yeah, asks the them to interfere with, with, like, earthly matters, because bad shit is happening. And they say, we will hear your case... But if we, if you lose your case, basically, then you can't be one of us when you die. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So, 
it's 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 Zelda, Stargate, and what was the other one? Dragon Ball, all like mashed together, I guess. <laughs> well, my question is, would he be like a fourth one, or would he like become part of them? Or uh, what if all what if all Rangers get absorbed into one of those like? gods when they die and so it's like a way more horrifying version of becoming one with the force you get like consumed by one of these entities part of a collective consciousness there's a little bit of mortal combat in there too yeah yeah so i guess if zordon what's horrifying about becoming one with the force well because when you become one with the force you can apparently still like exist enough as yourself to project you but if yeah. you just get done get ed up by one of these uh, emissaries, I would imagine you aren't like a like your identity anymore. is diffused. You just become like sort of spread out. Or and, or it's like fucking after Piccolo absorbs nail and he's just hanging out in his head. That's that's yeah, not it, canon. Ca- canonically <laughs> in in you know abridged. No, so, abridged is the only Dragon Ball canon I subscribe to. <laughs> Fair you enough. shouldn't, because it's not as good as people make it out to be. It's better than fucking the original show. I mean, it's good. Okay. It's just, it's been, it took so long to get to those final three episodes that when I watched them, I was like, oh, it was all right. And Anyway, Dragon it. Ball hot takes. Uh, listen, we're not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's not do that. So so anyway, uh, so that's that. Again, do not understand what that means exactly. Also, Zordon loses, so I guess when he dies, he's just dead and doesn't get to go to over the afterlife. Oh, well. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but, like, good. I mean, <laughs> Zordon... <laughs> no, actually, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Zordon should go to hell. Zordon's yeah, okay. death is a whole other question we're going to have to deal with in about three seasons over here. Well, yeah. again, he's a fucking selfish prick because all evil in the galaxy could be eradicated yes. if he just died. The, the yeah. other question I have about that is what, like, is it just because he's a wizard? Like, why does he get to be part of the? Like, I don't listen, understand. Listen, we'll devote an entire episode <laughs> to coming up with possibilities for that. Let's not uh-huh. get ahead of ourselves. Well, well, no, 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 not that. I'm saying, why are these gods being like, you get to be one of us when you die? Because? Well, we don't, like, like listen, Zordon. there's a lot of question marks about why Zordon is who he Anything? is and doing what yeah. he does. Maybe this was his career path. Fair enough. Okay. Maybe these are his. Wait, maybe so, these are his three supervisors. <laughs> wait. So so, if you get good enough at being a wizard, <laughs> you be you become a time god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's imp- I mean, isn't God just a really powerful wizard when you get down to it? <laughs> no. 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 God's a monk. <laughs> no, also, no. No, like it, in D and D terms, there's definitely separation between like what a wizard can do and what a god can do. Like they're not the same. Fair enough. Uh, so, so anyway, there's that, and then the last bit. Well, it's kind of two things together. When you are inside the morphing grid, you are able to like. I'm trying to figure out how to describe this. When you're in the morphing grid, you can reshape actual reality in specific ways. Yeah, of course. Um, and <laughs> and that ties into the other thing that we learn, which is remember that one. You're gonna say no because it was a, a forgettable episode. <laughs> but there's an episode where they talk about um, 
the Morphin Masters who create power eggs. God, I was I was wondering if the Morphin Masters were involved in all this. So the Morphin Masters are gods, and they created the Morphin Grid in order to more easily change reality if it got fucked up so they could fix it. That's what the purpose of the Morphin Grid it's is. It's like the tunnels under Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, exactly no, like the tunnels under Disneyland. This this probably just has more to do with how I've been spending my time this week than anything. But this is just starting to sound a lot like the fucking lodge from Twin Peaks more than anything. It's so it it's so it's like everything kind of. Like, I just it's sent just you this dark supernatural place with these weird entities that sometimes phases with reality kind of. Yeah, I mean like And if you go there you get these godly powers but at what cost? What like Simon said it's you know, it's like a mashup of everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Something something I love about everyone on this podcast, and this is including myself, everyone who's been on, everyone who's ever been on, everyone who ever will be on, is that we constantly, constantly try to make things clearer and easier to understand by comparing them to other things. Uh-huh. And we always, always, always just make it more confusing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, that's what Power Rangers does also. We have never had a successful analogy for anything. This is fair. But yeah, so so that's basically th- so yeah, the the Morphin Masters created it in order to be able to change reality uh and also I guess they allow people access to it as rangers in order to protect like existence essentially is the idea. Um so again Luke, that means yeah. that going into the Morphin Grid lets you fuck with reality, aka make it look different, or etc. Yeah. etc. Et so yeah, I know. I started out saying this explanation being like, "How's Luke's gonna tie this into his shit?" And now I'm like, "No, it, it's fine. Actually, it's right is right. the answer." <laughs> so, so yeah, I I thought that stuff was kind of Time interesting. To get those Luke was right T-shirts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Time for me to start start talking to my lawyer about these comics. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting the the thing I guess the the thing I didn't expect the most is a that it's a place and b that someone made it. That's like Zach, if you what? Okay, so just for context, Zach has linked a couple of. Yeah, I was gonna say something about that. Zoran has a body there. Yeah, no, I've said this before. I fucking hate seeing Zoran with a body. Like as horrible as he is as just a floating head, it's worse when he's a big like Doctor Manhattan nonsense. Yeah, it's just Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, basically. Does does he have the glowy blue dick though? (laughs) I mean, you've only seen him from the waist up, so it's hard to say. But (laughs) by the answer is definitely yes. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to tastefully crop him. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I will, I will also say, uh, just as a very uh, uh, an aside, one thing I learned from the comics is apparently it's very hard to just draw a floating head because it's mean, always sure. bad. It's it's really hard to make it look not stupid. Uh, to yeah. be fair, it's also really hard to make it look not stupid in live action. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did I go mean, with the concept that's tough to depict. I mean, I'm not an artist, but as I understand it, the hardest things to draw are heads and hands. So, like, the absolute worst characters to have to draw are Zordon from Power Rangers and Thing from the Adams Family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I think the absolute hardest would probably be Andros. There you go, because oh. he's just head and hands. Oh, shit, yeah. So, yeah, someone... That's, that's when you go with, like, blocky polygon Andros. <laughs> So I, I I will say that like as we go through the show, 
there are different parts where they talk about like the the morphing grid or they'll call it different things sometimes as like this thing that binds living things together and they do talk it's about literally it the force in a force way and it's like now knowing that some guys made it makes it way weirder. No, to hey, me. listen, I bet you can dig deep enough to the EU, you, you'll find out somebody made the fucking force in that too. Yeah, probably. That's fair. Um, so that's it. I some just guy thought named that was Bob Jedi made the force. Bob Jedi. <laughs> Bob Jedi. <laughs> that's his name. Um, unfortunately, you don't get to see the Morphing Masters. I'm really, I'm sort of curious. Uh, the comic actually depicts them as missing. So like that's weird, but anyway, we'll 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 put that all aside. I'm still planning on doing an uh, a bonus on on Shattered Grid. I just have to. It's way more work than recapping a TV show that you can just watch as you talk about it. So mm-hmm. it, it might take me a little bit, but anyway, uh, let's talk about season one, episode one, a Zio beginning, part one. And we start Run. with a, a, yep, you just say it some. We start with a new intro, and... It's pretty good. I like it's really it. good. It, it's a fun intro. The one thing I'll say is we don't see, they don't morph in this episode, and they just nope. go ahead and show you everything. Well, which, yeah, that's, that's yeah. always been the case. I mean, they don't morph in this episode, but they still need you to buy those toys, so they gotta show them to do, you. Do you think this theme song played the first time this episode aired? I think it did probably because because the th- and the comparison I was going to make is when they switched to the Thunderzord stuff, they didn't um, change everything at all at once. Right. They like changed aspects of the. Um, yeah, uh, there are of, like a few different versions of this opening that changes over the course of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they actually do that a lot. There's multiple yeah. openings when they like add the six ranger or whatever. But this this one specifically adds it just kind of show it shows you all the bad guys. It shows you all f- all five of your starting rangers. It shows you well, the zords. So the thing is. They wouldn't have an intro to show if they hid all the things that haven't been revealed yet. Oh, it would be they nothing. They reveal fucking yeah. nothing in this episode. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. And, and again, I enjoy this episode, but Lexi, like, nothing happens in this episode. Nope. For sure. Uh, that is... No monster, no fight. say that. Like, things happen and... I mean, uh, some people I mean, get, we'll get evicted. Is the yeah, <laughs> yes, there's, there's a hot eviction scene. I would say at least, I mean, especially on the villain side, there's some really fun character moments. And I actually think there's a few fun character moments well, on the hero side. I mean, side. yeah, abs- like, yeah, of course. Like, it's not 20 minutes of dead air. What I'm saying is there's nothing that they could put in an intro. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's true. It would true. it would just be, like, shots of the, the cogs... The bad guys, and then like Zed running with a box, which actually would be actually, yeah, no, fuck it, they yeah. should have done that. Uh, fine. Should, I do want I do want to make clear because I feel like we do a lot of yelling about how like you know nothing happened in this episode because there are a lot of episodes where nothing happens, right? And usually when that's the case and we're upset about it, the actual problem is that nothing interesting happened mm-hmm, or sure. nothing entertaining happened. Like it's totally fine if there's an episode of a show where fucking nothing actually happens. Like I I genuinely enjoyed this episode and this is definitely an episode where very little meaningfully happens also nothing happened is a little like i mean uh, an empire of machine lords has descended on the moon yeah That's that something. is true yeah That's true. i mean true. when we say nothing happened we need to be clear we're watching the power rangers here the power rangers a don't show up 
Well, I mean, they're there, but they're not Power Rangers in this episode. B, don't morph. C, don't fight anyone in this episode. So yeah. it's a little bit that. But 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 you're right. A bunch of stuff happens with the villains. So so the only thing I want to mention about this uh, this intro uh, is you know you see each ranger uh, morph into their their or not morph, but just you see the actor and then the ranger basically. Yep. Um, and you also, also see Billy not morphing into anything, which is can be construed as a spoiler. It's kind of a spoiler. Right? It's not that big of one, but yeah, like you, and you okay. Steve Cardenas turn into the Blue Ranger. Right. Yeah, yep. that's true. You do straight and up see a morph. You do see uh, the Yellow Ranger doing some cool spinny twirly tricks of some kind. Yep. You know, twirly tricks. Uh, Balkan yeah. Skull, by the way, I love this Balkan Skull pose. Yep. They are they're in their like motorcycle with a fucking sidecar and they've got like riding equi- like riding gloves and scarves. Let's be, yeah, let's be so, clear. This is the this is where Bulk and Skull were always meant to end up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, yeah. can I ask can I ask a question since I haven't been here? I know you've talked about it. Uh-huh. Where'd Master Vile go? Home. Back to his <laughs> galaxy. He, he bailed basically he immediately. He, he, like Luke, you don't understand Every villain in Power Rangers, what happens is they show up, they yeah. they they do like some, they get some early victories, and then they just keep losing until they go insane or become co- comedic, like comedic effect monsters. Right, that's why I have expected him to be with all the rest of the moon. No, so, he, so he what happened with is, left. yeah, Lord Vile, Lord Vile, Lord Vile, no, Master Vile, Master Vile shows up, he does a good, he wins basically, and then he goes... Bye, because oh, this okay. can only go downhill for me from here. So, <laughs> I mean, he does take one or two small losses, and then he realizes, wait a minute, like he, he they talk about how he's conquered like uh, another galaxy already, and he has he's ruling it with an iron fist. I think the thing is, this guy has never faced any true hardship. He's right. never actually been he, challenged. He loses like he one. His- yeah, like he probably inherited that fucking galaxy from his dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he faced his first setback. He's like, oh, fighting superheroes is hard. Actually, I'm going home. So he just leaves. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> okay. great. He just leaves. So we can make fun of him for not wanting to face you know a challenge. But the the fact of the matter sure. is, everyone who chooses to stay becomes clinically depressed. Oh, oh no, my point was he made the exact right call. Yeah. like he right. should leave. <laughs> So, he made the right call, but for the wrong reasons, I would say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about the intro, which uh, Simon just did a whole ranking of the, the theme songs where he yeah, talked about it. Yeah, this is my favorite one. I put this one on number one because it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that's sort of interesting is um, Lexi linked me while, while, um, while we were doing the Alien Ranger stuff. Uh, and you can go Google this. Uh, but Ron Wasserman put out like lossless original versions of all of his music. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, and that is where I first found it's- out that Ron Wasserman did not do the Zio theme. Yeah. Just so- as a sidebar on that, Lord Zed's theme has an extended bit where people are just chanting Lord Zed over and It's over. pretty great. It's I like incredible. it. It's incredible. Yeah. That yeah, um, sounds great. I will say, speaking of Ron Wasserman and stuff that happened uh, while we were too busy not being allowed to talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> Uh, he was interviewed uh, by NerdSync uh, for an episode talking about uh, basically how the th- his theme for the X-Men cartoon came about and why that was so good. And there actually is a little bit of discussion about Power Rangers and what it was like to work with Haim Saban in there. Does he say Haim Saban is a prick? Even, so even if you don't care about the X-Men cartoon at all and just want to know a little bit more about Power Rangers, that's still worth a watch. Yeah. yeah. 
And I do need to ask one more question along those lines, actually. Okay. Because, all right, I wasn't here last week. I wanted to be so much, but I need someone to just give me the rundown on what happened with Tanya and Aisha. Okay, okay. so so we, we'll have time to talk about that in this episode, but let's okay. go over it really quickly. Uh, I mean, I can, so, I can explain it right here. Aisha decided to stay behind and sent Tanya in her place. The end. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Okay. But the, but the part of your question that you is unspoken is we basically figured out it's uh, it was about the 1950s is when yep. what? Tanya was a child. Yep. What? Yeah, and then they brought also, her to, Aisha to the Aisha was the present. chosen one because she knows animals and yeah, the animals yeah. have Aisha's, some kind of... Aisha's semester okay. of experience at an animal shelter apparently and uh, experience as a power ranger apparently made her capable of curing a plague in Africa. Now yep. I do yeah. need to also and ask also, go ahead. Also also uh, Tanya is apparently not actually from Africa. Uh, apparently Wait. she is from the United States cuz mm-hmm. her her she lost her parents while they were exploring quote unquote question mark okay. uh, and got adopted by this village that happened so, to contain uh, uh Aisha's aunt. Oh, yeah, well, her okay. great aunt. Right. Yep. But like, so the thing is, uh, Tanya ending up in the United States isn't weird, uh, or at least not as weird as we thought it was. Okay. But that still doesn't explain her being thrown oh, forward oh, in no. time yeah. about but, half a century, and, and also aged being up aged years. up to a teenager. Yeah. yeah that's yep. the part yeah. I was gonna ask because yeah. I'm seeing that she's got two actors listed: the normal one and one listed so, as her child. So actor. here's what happens, Luke. The 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 like our timeline, quote unquote was reversed uh-huh. in time, and that gets fixed after Aisha came back to the present. No, or, I'm sorry, Tanya. Tanya, 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 Tanya came, came back to the present. So, like, her time also got, up. Yeah. quote, yeah, unquote, well, yeah. So, yeah, so, so there's, a, there's a thing. For some reason, they can actually see Aisha in the past on the viewing globe, which wasn't yeah, something Yeah, she's not a kid anymore else. at the end, Aisha. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was getting to, was yep. after the age up, they... They tune back in or whatever, and she's a teenager too. So my theory is that all of all points in time were aged de-aged the same rate. <laughs> that makes no fucking so, sense. Anyway, so in wait. a few episodes, Tanya is going to be a singer or something. That, yeah, yeah. I, there's two of the things. One that's it's the final piece of the puzzle that we need to give to Luke, and one is just something that pisses me off personally. <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay, Luke. For you, there's one of the things. Zordon tosses off a line after Tanya. Oh yeah. <laughs> That the timeline sorts itself out so that Tanya and Aisha have truly switched places. What? So that Tanya has <laughs> always been in Angel Grove. Like, their parents have swapped places. Their Aisha's parents go to the past, yeah, also. What? <laughs> they have, com- have completely, like, not only have they personally swapped places, their entire lineage and history and past and, and place in the grand scheme of the universe have switched. And all of that is hand-waved in the space of, like, a minute and brushed off and never mentioned again, by the way. What? Yeah, Zordon just drops that line and we're just expected to move on past it. Also, Tanya... The thing that pisses pisses me off personally that I only realized when we were watching the credits to the first episode of Zio here... Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Lieutenant Stone, uh, at the end of Mighty Morphin, before Alien Ranger starts, gets turned into a kid with everybody else. We never see Kid Stone again. Oh, we didn't. That's true. That's That's a bummer. So wait, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to harp on this after it was, I'm sure, the topic of a lot of conversation last week. Uh Uh-huh. But I need to understand. Okay. I'm sorry. We can't help you there. (laughs) Well, that we can't help you with, but you can't ask questions. Remember being from fifty years ago, or is she just completely? That's unclear. <laughs> yeah, right now I have no idea. 
but yeah. like she okay. clearly Alpha, remembers. Alpha has to explain to her her new situation. Okay, but he only explains to her Power Rangers stuff. Yeah. Also, Zordon straight up pretty much says. Yeah, you're gonna be a Power Ranger now. By the way, okay, Alpha's gonna explain so it to you. My so I my theory last week was um the the scene where like everyone ages back up. She gets kind of a dramatic reveal, and like she has kind of a weird look on her face. And my my theory is that in that exact moment, she was getting an entire lifetime's worth of new memories downloaded into her brain. Yeah, yeah. that's the part I'm trying to like like. Okay, you said that. Oh say, god! Oh, so it's it's like that bit in Looper where like. Joseph yes. Gordon-Levitt changes yep. something, yeah. and then Bruce Willis has his memories wiggle around. Yep. Yeah, he's like sitting, staring at a photograph, beating his head against a wall to remember the old timeline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Luke. No, I was going to say, like, I understand they explain, like, oh, you're a Power Ranger now, but do you think that was just because, like, the, the timeline hadn't caught up yet? Well, and, like, like in her memory, was she here for season two? But, uh, so, so, so here's the weird thing, Luke. You know how we've told a ton of possibly jokes, possibly not jokes about how, like, whenever a ranger gets replaced, we just pretend that they were always that ranger. I think that's right. what happened. That's I literally, literally what think happens that's what happened. That's the text. Yeah. That's okay. not the subtext. That's the text. Yeah, no, like, we're going to see in a minute here that apparently Kat and Tanya are already fast friends. Even Yeah, also, they, they live together like Aisha and and Kat did. So, like, I don't okay. fucking know. Yeah, presumably with Tanya's parents who are now in their new life, I yeah. guess. And they don't know it's their new life. So if not if I'm if this so... wasn't if this was, wasn't all a like memory swap nonsense thing, Tanya would have some real trouble here because Alpha didn't even get to explain to her what morphing is before things are interrupted. Also, real quick, I just before we move off this, I just want to say that this entire time I've basically been imagining Luke as like a goo creature that's been split into a bunch of pieces and is trying to pull himself into one and he keeps getting new information and it keeps splitting him back up into different pieces. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with all the like strings of like confusing bullshit Luke has thrown at us over the years. I'm so glad we get to do this. It's so insane. So It's very cathartic. So yeah, to finish to finish that up, the Zio theme song is good. They just took uh they just took like the original theme and then remixed it essentially. Yep. But it's very good. So yeah. it's great. Um now, we are we are have a bunch of teens and they're going to explain to you we're, yeah. they're going to explain to you what just happened and it's going to so, take so much of the episode it's literally 2 minutes of <laughs> yeah. re-showing us stuff that happened the last episode yeah yeah now in in the context of its original airing this is fine because i think i think we found out that the end of alien rangers and the beginning of zio were like what months apart it, no like it was five months it, it was i thought it was like a week I'll, I, you keep talking and i'll look it up no I th- i'm pretty sure we looked it up and there was a pretty sizable gap first air like, date of a zio beginning was april 20 1996 previous episode of hog day afternoon february 15 1996 so, so about a, two months Okay, yep. so longer than they usually breaked. So sure, mm-hmm. fair yeah. enough. I think I think they I think we said they reran Alien Rangers over a they few did. times. Yes. Oh, I guarantee uh, you, they time, showed but... the episode that preceded this, like right before this aired. Yeah. Yeah. They probably. probably did a Power Rangers block. I don't know. Maybe they expected like a bunch of people to jump in. Like maybe folks who fell off the bang and wagon sooner or didn't bother with Alien Rangers. Understandably. Well, yeah. Well, I will like, say real quickly. I'm not going to do all the like trivia I looked up, but. Part of the reason they 
decided to finally make this switch uh in addition to like god we're just doing all original footage and it's getting expensive was ratings had starting started to go down so they were I like see i wonder uh, why yeah so they were like well changing it up completely may, maybe it'll bring a bunch of people back uh cuz they got new stuff or whatever so yeah continue oh man we should have watched the vhs version of this cuz both uh part 1 and part 2 were edited together and they took out this recap well, it's here's what's weird about the recap to me. There were recaps before the show that is not part of the episode, like all the time. Mm-hmm. But right. this time, it's the body of the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they just go over the fact that the Goldar and Rito blew up the fucking. Also, it's, it's, it's not a very center. effective recap because of all that shit we had to explain to Luke. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they blew up the command center. They explained about Tanya like really briefly, which like again, sorry, Karen Ashley, you don't even get to say goodbye on the on the actual show. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to. Uh, I mean, obviously not this episode, but like we're gonna have to do an actor spotlight on Tanya's actress real soon. Yes, yeah. we will. We will. Um, so uh, they they show everything exploding, uh, and then you get the Rangers like running in the rubble. And I gotta say, di- not not to not to interrupt this again, but I think we genuinely did break Luke because you kept calling it an explosion and he didn't correct you. <laughs> oh shit! No, damn it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. In the implosion, uh, we see them running in a bunch of rubble, and boy, it must have been a real good implosion device. Good. Well, I don't know that we really necessarily need to cover the recap. Um, Tommy. Oh no, I was done. It. Yeah, Tommy's narrating it like he. Uh, um. Like he's writing. Like he's a either like a Nora war. protagonist or writing in <laughs> yeah. his diary. Yeah, and two. he does his favorite thing to do in the whole world, which is declare that the Power Rangers are done forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are gone forever. That un- happened. That meet. happened weeks ago. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I, I was just gonna say that, like, boy, the bo- uh, bomb implosion device, whatever, was extremely effective because it's just rocks. Yeah, like, right. it's just Zach, rocks. Zach, listen, listen. <laughs> an implosion device is the opposite of an explosive device, so if you just need a shorter way to say it, say Bamab. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, we've got a bunch of rocks and, like, two support beams, which I actually think is way funnier than they just hadn't put any. Like, there's just, like, two beams yeah. sticking out of the rocks. Um so they, I do kind of like the idea that this like ancient command center like just has industrial steel support beams. Yeah. So we cut up to the moon, uh, and I have to say, they won. The bad yep. guys won. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're having like, a party. Like, they're basically, having they, a conga line right they now. They did it. I mean, so here's, uh, well, here's the thing, they though. Kind of, they didn't really. They didn't really. Yeah, because here's the thing: if even if the Machine Empire didn't show up in a sec here, yeah, the, what's going to happen to the Rangers would have happened regardless. That's yeah, true. So here's the thing: they should have won by all rights. Everything they wanted to happen happened, except, and this won't get resolved for a little bit. But just know for now, Rito and Goldar, who we last saw teleporting out of the command center with the Zeo Crystal, are not on the. Okay, pallet. that is the last time you see them. Okay. Hey, can yeah. I ask a question? How do you <laughs> drop something while you're teleporting? <laughs> Because that's what happens. He that's, dropped that's it. That's next level butterfingers. This, this I was going to wait until we got there to ask it. <laughs> Sorry. This isn't even the first time in this show that Goldar has dropped something while teleporting. <laughs> no, you're yeah. right. It's not. 
He, he did that with a message in a bottle. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I don't understand how that works. Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, no, it's, maybe it's like, you know, it's like the warp uh, in Steven Universe, where they're, like, in that weird... Uh, like a know, weird physical tunnel, basically. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. yeah, yeah. We, we've seen the Power Rangers Additional talking while question, teleporting. Since I guess yeah. we're just jumping ahead now. Additional question. Where, where, were, where did they go? Yeah. I mean, they go to yeah. Balkan Skull's garage driving. Yeah, I thought surely they must have just not explained what happened to them in the recap. No, no, no. <laughs> they no. they pop into the command center, grab the Zeo crystal, and just teleport away. All right. <laughs> it's like it's like in Star Wars when they don't have time to have the Nava computer like plot a course and they just go into hyperspace without uh. like Doing yeah, any work? It, <laughs> it might have been a panic teleport because, like, again, look, a thing you missed is with the with the countdown on the implosion device. Uh, Goldar and Rita were really cutting it close because they started the timer and then Rita gave them extra stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I see. So, like, they probably didn't know how much time they actually had left and just did a panic jump. All right, so let's or, not and, jump yeah. ahead anymore because Lexi will send a bomb to my house. Um, and an, an implosion the- device. Thank you very <laughs> so, much. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was gonna say uh, and. We we are doing a conga line. Well, not really. It now, says conga music. Yeah, but they're just dancing. Yeah, well, they're chanting the conga song. We are definitely playing the the salsa remix of the Zed theme as we are wont to do. Right. Uh, and they're like, we did it. We did it. It's the best. Everything's awesome. And Finster, ever the fucking party pooper. Uh, which, like, I love Finster, but his job does literally seem to be to ruin everyone's nice time. Yeah. <laughs> so well, also, his job seems to be actually looking out for yeah, threats. No, yeah, no, right. yeah, so here's the thing. You're saying his job is to ruin everyone's good time. No, his job is to actually do something around yeah, here. That's fair. Because that's the point. thing he's trying to do and everyone and nobody lets him is warn them that there's an incoming yeah. threat. Yeah, it's, it's not his fault that a million robots are about to invade them. <laughs> That's true. So, uh... So many fucking robots. It's yep. so, so many robots. Event- so, eventually, he managed... Well, no, he doesn't manage to get anyone to listen to him. Eventually, uh, some sort of a quake shakes the, uh... Shakes the palace, and everyone's like, Oh, uh, maybe a, we should check quake. out what's going on. A moonquake, yeah. Yep. And, um... Rita runs her, uh, telescope, and then gets the most serious, worried look I think I've seen on her since Zed showed up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also, like, she hesitates to tell him what's happening, and he says, speak up, sugar, and I was like, whoa, okay. And then, I mean, and then she does a fucking, like, I love Lucy, like, cry yell. Yeah. Yeah, there is a very, like, uh, uh I think a very I'm a tr- retro sitcom to Rita and Zed. God, give me a, give me an episode of I love Lucy, but it's Rita and Zed. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, this Rita, whole episode. You've got some explaining to do. The the reason I do like this Pazzetti, episode. I want to be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I like this episode, even though that not that much happens, is it is kind of a sitcom with those characters. Yep. But we'll get back to that. Uh, so she says, I "Oh think, no, something bad's happening." Up, that makes it one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, so that's far. that's why it's fun. So we cut back to the um the rubble. And everyone's literally yeah, just sitting again, around. Tommy, Tommy's like, "Man, guys, I can't believe the Power Rangers are done." Tommy, you, you keep you keep saying that. I know, but the Power Rangers are he's, done. He's holding two pieces of rubble, and it kind of looks like he's trying to figure out how to put them together. Like he's gonna <laughs> yeah. rebuild. Okay, you, this looks kind of like a helmet. I can work can, with this. Can you imagine how 
like depressing it would be if in like every scene of every X-Men comic, uh, Scott Summers is just like, well, all the mutants are going to die. And you're like, dude. Um, to be fair, that's not very far off from. <laughs> well, OK, X-Men yes, I did pick go. a bad. I picked a bad example. <laughs> but, you know, if your leader is constantly like, man, it sucks that we're all dead. It's not very uplifting. It's not good. leadership. really bad leaders. Yeah. I mean, we all knew this. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're literally like skipping rocks in the rubble. Yep. And then Adam (laughs) spots a blinding white light right in front of them on the ground, which you'd think they would all see. Yeah. Good job, Adam. Great work. Uh, they say like, oh, we've, we've, oh, what is it? It looks like it could be. Is it possible? Okay. I I got to point out just because I, I caught this when I paused the, the screen um you know how rocky's sort of default or i really should say steve cardanis's default look on the show tends to be mild confusion yes well apparently when he wants to display actual confusion on the show he just amps that up because oh boy is he furrowing that brow (laughs) yeah it's very good I i don't know if that's actually like his default face or not, or just his default face for playing Rocky. Like how, like how oh, sure. when Jason David Frank is in character, his default face is really sad and mopey looking. <laughs> right. But that's not, that's not usually how it, he looks. It is weird that that's the choice he made, given that I don't think the character is supposed to be like sad all the time. I mean, he is, but I don't think he's supposed <laughs> <Right>. to be. <laughs> so anyway, we get like 20 seconds of them moving rubble and then it cuts back yep. to the moon. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of quick cuts here. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say um, this. This is where we start playing my favorite game uh, to play while watching this episode and probably the next few is just imagine what's going through Tanya's head right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm so much. That's why I asked those questions. Yeah. No. But the thing is, like, even if you, even if you have the benefit of the doubt and say. Like, okay, she she now has memories of living as a teenager in the 1990s in Angel Grove. Okay, fine. But they explicitly said that, like, Alpha has to teach her about yeah. the Power Rangers stuff. Okay. So, like, that means that all of this shit is, like, out of nowhere Yeah, she really her. has to play like, speed catch-up there. Because- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just, she, she's just seeing everybody, like, frantically, like run toward this pile of rocks to get a shiny thing and she's just going with the group. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, I yeah. guess this is what we're yeah. doing I was, Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say, at what point after being catapulted through time and space and, like, magically aged up several years in an instant, <laughs> do so you just much. give up on trying to understand stuff and just decide whatever's <laughs> happening now is my life? She, she's also known all these the other rangers for like 15 minutes at this point. Right. Basically strangers her whole to life. Her. It's not clear. <laughs> Guys, I've known y'all for 10 minutes and everything's exploding and I still don't know why your watches are beeping. What's going on? <laughs> and, and not to get into too much of like a serious thing, but like I, I imagine it's like how like soldiers are just like, well, I literally just can't worry about this. So I guess I just do. I guess I'm just digging in this pile of rocks now. Uh, as like, far as I know, the future is all magic ex- imploding science rooms, rubble and lights in the ground. So I'm just going <laughs> to run. You know what? <laughs> Not that far off. <laughs> so so we cut back up to the moon. Uh, everybody is again. There's like a, a, a quake. And essentially, they 
They make the call. The, well, the Finster, moon crew yeah, makes well, the Yeah, Finster explains what's going on because he was doing his damn job. He's like, uh, so the Machine Empire is attacking. Um, I, I'm... I have a bug out plan, so I'm just going to go ahead and get started on that. Yeah, Finster had a bug out bag, and he goes to get the duffel bag. <laughs> what I like is they don't even consider for a second, like, evaluating the threat, responding to it, communicating with anyone. No, they just, it's like, yeah. we're being invaded right now, so let's get the fuck out of here. We're beaten. Listen, nobody liked the Tangas. Zed didn't even like the Tangas. They're fine letting them die. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but there they... is a there is a very touching scene where Squat and Babu like hold each other in a loving embrace as the <laughs> yeah. castle is coming down. Mm-hmm. There is a point, I don't know if it's here or later, where someone says like, Oh well wait, what about Goldar and Rito? And that's a little that's bit later. later. But they yes. get real far before anybody yeah. thinks to do that. Yeah, and they, but, like, <laughs> but my thinking at this point is like and maybe this is just something I've forgotten. What happened to Scorpina? I don't. I don't think we ever find out what happened to Scorpina. She just, it just isn't seems around. Like maybe she, I just assume she was just off camera yeah, the, somewhere. The, the, the last time we saw she Scorp- just vanished sometime in season yeah, two. The, the thing about Scorpina is she was always a contract hire, and at some point she right. was like, you know what? Fuck this. This sucks. Um, but she's Goldar's girlfriend. I think, I think they broke I think up. We yep. Talked about this at the time. They had they had one episode in season two where yep. they reintroduced she, her. It, she got a new actress. Yeah. Her they had thing to explain was to, to Adam, Adam Rocky and Aisha who she was. Yep. Right. And then the actress they hired, I guess had to leave for whatever reason. And I it's see. just like, okay, I guess no more Scorpina. Yeah. And, yes. and they were like, you know how we recasted her. We clearly can't do that again. That's illegal. <laughs> That's against <laughs> the law. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what I, what I like to think happened is like, she'd gotten a, a job offer somewhere else and was off for a while. She came back realized that you know what my time away i i don't actually like goldar that much he's kind of turned into a <laughs> he's kind of turned into a wuss yeah yeah it's weird it seems like he's magically gotten more and more stupid over the last <laughs> season and a half i don't know why so, so we we then do get to see the machine empire and um i will say right off the bat machine empire Really fucking cool. It's yeah, the way yeah. they look, awesome. The music that plays, great. I love the Machine Empire. They're definitely very steampunk, but it was before steampunk was really irritating, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they have mechs. They've got, uh, listen, like, listen. fighter tanks. It's acceptable steampunk because no one's putting a cog on a top hat. Yes. That's true. Uh, they've got, like, fighter planes. Um, I uh, would argue that that crown looks more like a top hat than a crown. I love the crown, but but yeah. So first, we see a shot of all these like just army stuff. They've got a ton and ton of ships, tanks, walkers, like uh, individual soldiers. They should have ATATs running around. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, they will resort to just sending one monster at a time. But it's 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 a cool intro to to what they're they're about. Um, then we so something I love is. And I have to assume that this is just because the folks in the Sentai team reused a lot of props and sets. But the Machine Empire throne room has that same sort of like big ol' setup of the cogs on the walls and even the pendulum in the window that Rita's Palace had in Season 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm assuming it's just they reused the Bandora set and just tweaked it some. But I really love that throwback. I like it. I also like that it makes sense because they're literally made of cogs. So it's like, okay, right. well, I guess it makes sense. Also, I, I kind of like the way um, 
what is it, King Mondo talks? King Mondo. Um, King Mondo. Like he, sets himself, he sets himself apart immediately from the previous bad guys who are just angry yell all the time by being a, like a pompous dick. Yeah, they're both like much calmer. I, what's the queen's name? Oh, uh, I don't know. I will look it up. But anyway, uh, he's man. like, oh, these pompous peasants are fleeing for their very existence. So, yeah. so they they are an empire, and they're a king queen and a Machina. queen, Queen Machina, and and so they gave them a. They're they are all British, basically, which makes right. sense. It works for your theme. Um, they've all got British accents. Um, Mondo, just to talk about their designs also real a quick. Big fan of like your villains being aristocrats that you can just beat up every week. That's fun. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so let's let's talk about the names of the villains here. Okay. So we got King Mondo, uh-huh. who's kind of the only one that doesn't have anything to do with, like, his name has nothing to do with the machine theme and everyone else's does, but it's okay because Mondo's- Do you a- think it's because he's a fat robot that they yeah, called maybe. him King Mondo? That's all. I yes, know. I do. Maybe. <laughs> um, but okay, so Queen Machina, mm-hmm. yep. their son, Prince Sprocket. Good name. Um, and then they're, they're like second in command team, like their general slash guy that they blame for everything going wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're Goldar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're Goldar kind of simultaneously. They're Goldar and their squad of Babu. It's Clank and Orbis. Yeah. Great. Clank is Scottish for some reason, which is fine. Uh, but yes, space Scottish. Yeah. And there, there are other members of the family, but we're not going to meet them. For not a for a while. Yeah. Mondo is a big blue guy. I like that you felt the need to clarify that you are okay with robots being Scottish. (laughs) Uh, I like that. uh, Listen, Clank is Scottish and there's nothing wrong with that. It's It's okay. Scottish Scottish. robots are valid. (laughs) So Mondo has. We haven't got. We we haven't had Sentai villains in a while and we're not going to get them again for a while. So we get a lot of really like low res footage of the villains in this season. That is repeated a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like old times. And the yeah, other interesting like thing is bec- because there's no human villains uh, yeah. like like Scorpina or Rita, that means, uh, I, well, I'm going to guess. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure about my guess. I'm going to guess they reuse a lot of footage over and over again because they don't mm. have to have the mouths do anything in particular because they're well, there, robots. There's, there's two things to that. <laughs> One is they have a much easier time dubbing these characters, I'd have to yeah. assume. Right, yes. yeah. And two, it makes it a lot easier when they do have to make original footage of the villains. They just they don't have to get a lookalike right. or anything. Right. Or film Rita from behind like they had to do for a while. Like, no, they just got, it, they just got the suit. It's like when Zed was the only villain and Rita wasn't there. There was like one scene of Zed and they just played it over and over and over again. I hope it won't get that bad. But yes, they do look cool. Um, Mondo has, I think he has like one eye. It's kind of hard to tell, uh, but he's got like a big grumpy uh, metal face. And then on top of that, he has a crown that spins, which is awesome. I love his crown. Uh, he's, he's a big round blue body and he's got like two like red headlight sort of things as shoulder bits. Um, and then he has a, a like a crown or I'm sorry, not a crown, a staff that's like a bunch of cogs on top he's, of He's it. got a staff that's got common writer Zio's severed head on it, which is thematically appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then also he has like a fan in the middle of his chest. Uh, we don't have to... We'll, we'll kind of talk about the other ones as we go. Queen Machina is way sleeker, which is is a cool design. 
Um, and she's got like a half robe thing, which I like. Uh, it's but pretty good. but yeah. So so we cut to we cut to Zed's old throne room, which well, is abandoned. Yeah, it's no longer a throne room because the throne is gone. It's just a room now. The throne yep. is gone. Yeah. And I love that there's a for sale sign. Yep. Yeah, that yes. was part of that was part of uh, Finster's bug out plan. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Hold on, we could maybe get some money out of this. So who do you think is the realtor? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, what, what I want to know is Mondo. how they sell the fact that there's like an invading empire that just took yeah. over the whole moon around them, and you can still buy that castle. Maybe they're hoping that when the empire lands, they'll see this and be like, "Oh, well, hey, this place is already we can here. buy Let's a castle right here." Yep. <laughs> so here's a question: uh, Of all the villains we see evacuate, we don't see any putties. Where did they oh, go? Oh, the putties are gone. We no, haven't no, seen the them in a were, long the time. The putties had their own like setup underground. They're probably hanging out in the basement. <laughs> Guys, most of them are on Earth at the restaurant. Yeah, that's right, also. Uh, so so I will say this. No, they don't They don't have any putties with them. Uh, they just bring some tangos. Uh, but also, the, King Mondo, real quickly, before we cut to this, King Mondo is just like, hey, look, it's Zed and Rita. No problem. Like, there is literally no worry that this may pose an issue to them yep, whatsoever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which, we. I mean, as far as establishing that this is a new or worse villain, that's kind of the standard thing, is have them not give a shit about the old villain. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I like that. Yeah. So It really gives the impression that on the galactic scale, Zed and Reed are kind of jokes, and like the fact that they couldn't take care of a planet like Earth in all these years kind of makes them, you know, no, no one respects them like in the villain community at large. Yes, if I remember right. They did establish back in season two that Zed was like the ruler of the galaxy. Yeah, but it's probably a shitty galaxy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were definitely meant to be afraid of Zed when he showed up. Originally, we were meant to be afraid of Rita when she showed up. We're 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 gonna be supposed to be afraid of Divatox in a year. Or so hold on to your horses. <laughs> so so yeah, we cut outside the 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 castle and first of all, they're arguing about like did you clean out the dungeon? Did you get everything out of the, you know, whatever? It's I mean, very What do you cute. mean first of all, that's literally the only thing that happens in this scene. Yes, well, that's true. But well, what I was going to say is but what we see is a procession of everyone and I we will get confirmation, but when I first saw this, I started laughing, and I didn't really stop for the whole episode, because they just have regular-ass cardboard boxes, and that's yep. hysterical. I love well, it so also, much. This is supposed to be them walking out onto the surface of the moon, and it is very much just a quarry that they couldn't even film at night. They had yep. to film during the day in blue tint. Yeah, yep. that's what I was going to say. It's the same place they always film, except with a blue like color filter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut to like, the... It, it looks like it's like 6 p.m. on the moon. Yep. <laughs> yes. are, you, are you saying... Are you all telling me that the moon crew had to flee once in a blue moon? Get the fuck out of here. We need to get Matt back on this show so he can get angry for, <laughs> so I don't have to. <laughs> You know you missed me. <laughs> uh, the o- yeah, literally the only other thing that happens in this scene is uh, one of them says they feel like they're forgetting something. Yes. Uh-huh. Which yeah. is accurate. They are. Uh, we cut uh-huh. to, to the rangers. They find the crystal. We cut back to the moon. It's very fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one could say it was an unnecessary cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so everyone is like, Babu and Squad are like, how come we got to carry all this? Which is a Rita- valid question. 
Rita complains about like carrying stuff and asks Zed to carry her, which Rita, you've all got your hands full already. That's not gonna work. Else you're trying to evacuate. This is very much a moment where I feel like Squat and Babu need to take a deep breath, look around, and consider whether they really need to keep listening to Zed. Or yeah, they could, <laughs> they could just leave at this point. <laughs> well, also, so here's something, and I know it's it's one of those things that, like, in the context t- context of the show, it is a throwaway joke, but in the context of this podcast, it's a major bit of world building. Uh-huh. Okay. Babu says that he's going to put in for overtime. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah! I want to know about the HR department at the moon. <laughs> well, it's, it's gone Fincher, right? now. It still exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was working it? I think it was Finster. I, I think Finster k- keeps all the books. That's my guess. The, at this point, Squat and Babu are basically the last two employees yeah, no, in the I'm... blockbuster. The week was yeah. closing down. <laughs> yeah. That are still going into work for some reason. I'm pretty yeah. sure Finster was doing all the work on the palace. <laughs> also that. But yeah, I don't think we've ever seen another person on the moon do any job other than fight right. or cast spells. Well, Finster like made bad guys. Mm-hmm. Now he built a shitload of machines and shit as, as time went on. Babu used to well, brew sure. potions for a bit back way yeah, and, back and, when. And Squat was their hacker. <laughs> yes, yes, I, that actually did happen. I forgot that happened. <laughs> Squat voice, I mean. Yeah, so they're just they're just complaining about having to having to leave, and then we see some like fighter jets, I guess, um, some some spaceships, some I don't know, some there's someone fucking dive bombs them with a flying vehicle, of some sort. Yes, I and, have to say we get a go ahead. Sorry, you you finish and then I'll oh, I mean, on. no, if you're gonna talk about the thing, I was gonna move on. Well, oh, well, okay, yeah, I was just gonna say that we get a quick shot of the cogs, which we'll talk about later, the, the soldiers, um, but what's important to note, because I think it's funny, is that apparently the only control in these fighters is one lever that goes back, and that's it, because we see them pilot them a lot, and apparently how you control them is you just grab this handle and you just pull it, and then it does all the flying. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. So they start running, and then all of a sudden Rita realizes that, uh, Rito and Goldar aren't there. Yes, and and forgetting about Goldar is understandable. Rito's her flesh and blood, though. Well, or I guess her her bone and bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so Zed's like, oh well, they must have failed, like they always do. So they'll have to catch up with us later. Let's let's get going. And in the background, one of the Tengas is trying to take a shortcut over a pile of sand and falls on his butt and slides down the pile. Yeah, he he eats shit. It's very good. Uh, I will say, Rita like actually looks sort of concerned, which is 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 cute. And then she immediately forgets it because she's upset she didn't wear her walking pumps yep. instead of her normal. Which is a, a great game. Which, yes. uh, yeah, I that's a fair that's a fair complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to say, because we mentioned them both in fairly rapid succession just now, I like the Cogs a whole lot more than the Tangas. Oh, yeah, no, the yeah. Tangas fucking oh, yeah. suck. Do the Cogs look like the Rocketeer helmet, like, exactly to anyone else, basically? Yeah, a little Not bit. exactly, but they're close. Yeah. It, it's it's close. It's close. I like it, though, yes. The Cog is cool. We'll talk about them more when, the, when we get to a fight with them. But, yeah. Um, so... The, we cut to the rangers who have the Zeo crystal, and apparently one of the functions of the Zeo crystal, which I don't understand why it would have this ability, is to magically force the rangers to stay on a specific piece <laughs> of the ground 
Before we even get to that, so Tommy holds it up majestically like it's fucking Simba and the Lion King, and he's like, holy shit, I can't believe it's still together. Right. And Adam, obviously not understanding what an implosion device is, is like, I can't believe it survived the blast. And then after it starts doing weird shit, Billy actually points out to Tommy, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't hold that with your hands. We don't know how it would have reacted to the implosion. Which I call bullshit on because, like... Fucking Billy studied this thing so much that he understood how to use it as a power source to reverse, like, the time yeah, fuck okay, up. Okay, but <laughs> but it got, like, it was buried in rubble. It could be cracked. It could be... Yeah, like, that's it true. Fair enough. It damage, and as we know, damaged power sources are dangerous. Yeah. And also, as Billy specifically does point out, it did get imploded. Did. It did It did not get <laughs> so, imploded. Yeah. Did. So he puts it on the ground, and it does the thing I said, which is it... Yeah, everyone's feet glow, which is... Yep. So before... What? Yeah, okay, can't... before that happened, when Tommy pulled it up, like, balls of light flew out and, like, touched each of the rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else think the Zeo... This is gonna sound weird, I think. Does anyone else think the Zeo Crystal's kind of gross looking? I don't like it. It's not aesthetically pleasing at all. It looks like it's a like a, a like a chunk of something that would like collect on the inside of a like industrial pipe over. Yeah, time. no, it looks like a salt buildup. Sort of. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Indiv- each individual crystal looks fine, but I think when you yeah. slap them together, it looks like a shitty version of the aggro crag crystal that they gave to. We winners definitely at talked guts. about this when we first saw it because I remember that comparison. It is not nearly as majestic as the aggro. And no. I remember. Um, specifically point well somebody specifically pointed out that part of the problem is because it's these five individual crystals that look fine by themselves that they then mash together yeah like it doesn't actually fit yeah it really is just a weird misshapen lump with them all together uh so we get uh we're gonna fade to commercial as like the ground starts to give way as like it's like a solid piece of the ground starts to fall like there's suddenly yeah. a sinkhole beneath them yeah and we're gonna fade to commercial and we're gonna fade back like right on the same shot so you know at this point the fade out's kind of pointless and then and again my favorite game what's going through tanya's head right now yeah seriously <laughs> like they can't move they're freaking out about the fact that they can't move and then just they fall into a hole yeah because she also has like no dialogue that has not happened yet it's shaking and then we cut to the moon. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. find out that where they're running to is Serpentera. Yes. Well, of course, it's the only spaceship they have. Uh, and I like that they... Well, first of all, Zed, someone says, I hope this all fits in Serpentera. It's right. huge. fucking massive. <laughs> it's really big. Like, you guys have like 12 boxes between the lot of you. I think it'll be fine. Hey... Hey, y'all, why is Serpentera so far from the castle? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um, they continue to get shot at by uh, by the fighter jet thingies. Yeah. And then Zed realizes something actually very important. Right, He's yeah. Like, he, no, for- yeah. he realizes he forgot his chrome polish. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was- that's, a, that's, a, that's a funny joke that happens. Yeah, Rita, Rita um, says that. Zed's not amused. <laughs> yeah. But what Zed says, he's like, hey, I just realized- do y'all know that even if we do escape the Machine Empire, we have nowhere to escape to? Mm-hmm. And Serpentera doesn't have a lot of fuel. So, yeah, Fincher brings up, like, a weirdly... A weirdly good like, point. Detailed, yeah, where he says, like, we have a limited fuel source, and we don't plot our course carefully, we'll just be trapped drifting through space forever. Finster has paid attention to literally every other time they've taken Serpentera out. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. 
Well, just the idea that they would point out that that would happen if you went into space and ran out of gas. Yeah. I love, though, that that he said that because it led me to my favorite, like, two seconds of this episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it cuts to Squad, who says, whatever Oblivion is, it's got to be better than this. Yes. Yep. Squad discovers nihilism right now. Yeah, I was say, that's the most relatable a character yeah, in the show's Squat ever been. Squad tapping into that deep millennial energy. So now they have a fight about where they should go while they're getting shot at by laser beams from the sky, and this is what this they show shot should be. With the cardboard boxes while explosions happen around them is fucking it's hilarious. Super villains. It's a supervillain family running away from other supervillains, carrying a bunch of boxes, arguing about where they should go, and I it's love it so much. <laughs> um. So, yeah, then we cut back up to the Machine Empire. And, Ben, again, this is just basically a scene where King Mondo's like, sure is going good so far. <laughs> yeah, the old villains sure do suck, don't they? <laughs> yeah. uh, you definitely want to buy the new toys. Uh, then we yep. cut to uh, the Rangers. Tanya helpfully says, I don't know what's causing this. Yeah, which I is... there's a lot that Tanya doesn't know right now. <laughs> I like Yeah. And so I, I do want to mention, so here's where they fall in the hole for realsies this time. And I want to say, we need to remember this shot when the 2Ds come around, because this is one of the <laughs> oh, worst special effects oh, yeah. it is so far. so bad. I was angry. This is the this is the worst, like, just fucking shitty green screen computer effects I've maybe ever seen. Them falling into it looks like that really bad shot of Titanus being swallowed up by er- the mm-hmm. Earth. From that, yeah. from an early se- season, um, and it does. But then it's followed by the individual shots of the Rangers falling down the tunnel, which looks even worse. There, there's something about the angle and the outfit that Tanya is shot in, where I, it's not a flattering proportions for. Nope. Like it doesn't, her body doesn't make sense in this shot. I, I also will say that um, then we see. The command center start to rebuild itself yep. magically. Yep. Uh huh. And here's okay. I thought it was cool that they let the command center get blown up. Yeah, there's uh-huh. another secret command center under it, uh, which they're going to work from. But it still sort of feels like they suffered an actual setback. If yep. there's another well, thing that they're going to work out of, then why does it even matter that it magically builds itself back? I think they got upset that they didn't have a good establishing shot for the Yeah, that's what I was anymore. thinking. Yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> well, actually, it's because, like, you know how the actual place is like a Jewish center that they rent out a lot? Yeah. Uh, Saban can't afford to blow it up permanently. Oh, like, it was just a rental. And they're like, oh, shit, you guys, what? You guys blew it up? We have to rebuild I'm it. I'm sorry. Let me, get down, back at the end of the rental. let me go back. Is 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 Luke and Simon's your supposition is they were like but when we cut there what will we show first yeah is you can't just show the desert with a hole in it to establish <laughs> the command center no, right they absolutely could and that would have been amazing <laughs> <laughs> just just establishing shot cuts crater. to this like still smoking hole in the ground <laughs> it's still on fire 50 episodes later <laughs> so okay um so at this point, uh, we cut to uh, – wait, do we cut to the – yeah, we cut to Goldar and Rito eating trash. Yep. 
Wait, is that yet? Well, yes. So they, yeah, they fall into the basement, and yep. they're, yeah. Tommy's just like, well, we got to figure out where we are. Like, yes, this, is, this is the place where the implosion device was, yes, specifically, exactly. Yeah. This, is, this should be the most destroyed place. As I was watching them fall... Like the, the the command center is magically rebuilding itself. This is some kind of magic hole. I assumed like they were gonna be slowed so that they would land like without. No, there's just dying. a bunch of convenient cardboard boxes. No, because they fall hundreds of feet. Yeah, no, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, uh, Simon, this looks like exactly where the implosion device was, but I don't see yep. like the the remains of a previous alpha here. So I think it's just a That's different true. part of the That's basement. Good. That's right. But yeah. I, I just love Tommy saying, we've got to figure out where we are with a box labeled Command Center right behind Yes. Me. I love that you're implying that there's more than one room under the Command Center that's just full well, of cardboard we boxes. know for a fact that it's a labyrinth of cardboard boxes because we spent ten episodes seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I want to point out that I love that the Zeo Crystal, uh, a device of magic and destiny, has the ability to force them to magically fall through a hole, but not to force them to magically fall through a hole nope. into the new nice command to be, center. To be no. fair, they it didn't just... magically fall. That was just gravity. Well, okay, but it, it didn't, like, magically take them to the new command center. It was just like, now you're in a basement. I'm a device of wonder. All, <laughs> like... it, could do, all it could do is hold them in place when they plummet. Yes. It, yep. All it could do is stop them from yeah. escaping. So... While they're in this basement, they hear loud banging noises off in the distance. And they're just like, all right, I guess we'll go look into that. Yes. And then uh, we get some more footage of the command center putting itself back together. And I think now is when we get Rito and Goldar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is good. It's very good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's on top of, av- of them having unexplicably drop the zeo crystal there are now and they are now amnesiac and in the town and have no memory of who they are which is great so when they were caught in the implosion they survived it because they're super strong space monsters mm-hmm. but because it su- couldn't suck away any of their physical matter it just sucked away their memories now to be clear the show doesn't tell you anything mike is just being silly and giving the basic best explanation he could don't, come don't up with don't listen to him folks we never make up anything on the show <laughs> Like, because the show doesn't tell you anything about what happened to them. Like, it's kind of crazy. Um, I will say what I love is that apparently when you take away their memories and just revert them both to their, like, most basic forms, uh-huh. Rito becomes a whiny baby who's afraid of everything, mm-hmm. and Goldar just becomes a nurturing figure uh-huh. yeah, that to take care of Rito. It's so cute. He's like, I'll take care of you. Literally last best. episode, Goldar was lamenting his very existence for being saddled with Rito. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so also, what in the, in the spirit of explaining when a thing is a joke and when it's not, when I say they were eating trash, I mean they're pulling trash bags out of uh-huh. people's trash cans and looking for food in it. Which Rito pulls because these guys are living cartoons. Rito, Rito especially out, is literally yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. Rito yeah. pulls yeah. out a fucking like fish skeleton that still has the head and tail attached. Yeah, I was yep. gonna say this could only be made better if he had a plate that he then put it on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. they're fucking in Heathcliff's backyard here. Y- yes, right. it's so good. They're yeah. they're and so 
I guess they don't realize they're monsters because they ask a couple of random people for help well, and they yeah. all so scream and run away. Rito has this weird flash of almost memory because he looks at Goldar and he's like, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, didn't you used to have big wings? Which is a weird yep. thing to call out that he suddenly doesn't <laughs> have those wings. It's just like, in, in case the kids at home notice that Goldar doesn't have wings anymore, he just doesn't oh have them God, anymore now. Oh my God, this is so they can sell like... the new wingless Goldar toy. That's just the old <laughs> toy repackaged. Was this in the show or did we make it up like, like Zed took Goldar's wings? Guys, Zed gave Goldar wings for. Yeah, like, when Zed showed up in season Rita. two, he like right. gave him the wings. I guess What's he took them back he away. Sometimes had them in season one. Yes. Sometimes Depen- yeah, right. depending on what right. shots they were using from the old, like original footage of Goldar. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, in the because yeah, yeah, in because yeah. in uh, the Sentai, like for a while, he didn't have them, and then he did or something. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was. It, they they come and they go. It's 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 Goldaringer's rings. So and, um, so they try to to get help from some strangers. Uh, the strangers scream and run away. Uh, which is a little rude, but fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Goldar and Mido don't even try to nicely ask for help. They start wildly gesticulating towards them. Like, here's the thing. They're in Angel Grove. They know who Goldar is, and he might yes. not be a real threat, yep. but you still don't want to be around him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but so we cut to what I, I presume do, is Hold on. Garage. I do just want to point out that despite these these two monsters being standing in this alleyway bickering, this couple didn't notice them until they actually, like, asked yes. them something. And also, real quick, uh, Rito calls for his mommy, and Goldar says, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of you, I guess? Like, he says it, and then he's like, I guess I'll do that thing it's that like, oh, I what said. Am I, what am I saying? Yeah, and then he, like, pets Rito on the head, and I love uh-huh. it. It's very cute. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to Balkan Skull. Oh, boy. Rito, okay, yep. we, we do have to talk about Rito also nuzzling Goldar's chest. Like, I feel like yes. we should talk about the pet. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, Skull has procured a patrol bike, he says. It's mm-hmm. it's a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yep. It yep. looks like garbage. He got it uh, for free from his cousin? Yeah, so he says from his cousin. Yep. The subtitles claim his cousin Peter, but I guarantee you he said Femur. Yeah, he definitely yeah. said Femur. Oh, man, of course. It was definitely a bone joke. Yep. Yeah. All of Skull's family is named after bones. Yeah, of course. Uh, which doesn't make any sense because his last name is Skullovich. So is his cousin's last name Femur? I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a nickname. <laughs> okay. No, it's Femurson. Yeah, Femurson. <laughs> so, um, so Skull is very excited. Uh, Bulk is like... I. I'm pretty sure a vich literally is the Russian name equivalent of putting sun at the end. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Might be. So, um, yeah. so then, like, there's this great shot of, like, Bulk is like, boy, that looks like trash or, or whatever. And we, like, pan and then focus on Goldar and, and Rito behind uh-huh. them. Just walking past behind over Bulk's shoulder and yeah. i think bulk is being a little unfair here that bike doesn't look that banged up it's a it's yeah. like dusty and yeah that's the thing is it's dusty but it looks fine so yeah. it's like yeah he he's judging it a lot uh but he's like yeah think about it. it'll it be a patrol bike if we fix it up so they get excited mm-hmm. um i think those are usually issued weird... by the police right yeah, yeah i don't think the police don't just get, get to build your own i don't well, think that works yeah well it, there's been a weird through line 
like not through line, but it's happened a couple times where like Bulk and Skull have had to provide their own police equipment. It's, so if I there's guess... one thing consistent about Bulk and Skull are cops, it's never clear how much of cops they actually are. Right, but sure. also it makes me think that Angel Grove PD does is not funded very well. <laughs> like they just don't have a lot of cash. Well, maybe so, the, the, maybe the, the city can constantly has to rebuild. So yeah, they I was going to say the budget. budget is probably screwed up by the monster tax that they definitely did not plan for. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and listen, City Hall probably just thinks you know what the Rangers are taking care of any like actual crimes. So whatever. Yeah. Um, in this next shot, it's basically, again, we, we kind of just see the, uh, the cog mon- army, like, chasing after, uh, uh, Zed and Rita. I do really like the establishing shot they use for the cog castle. Yep. Just yep. the big army in front of the castle. It's yeah. just the yeah. Walters on yeah. the left got there kind of skittling around. They, they, there's something fun about the way they the, look. The, the, the crawler ones kind of look like the tripods from yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, War of the Worlds, which yeah. is kind of neat. Um, so then they after they, they dodge well, they another... they have like, these big goofy faces on them. Yes, they do have like weird faces. Yeah. Uh, so then we like, get... Look at giant octoroks. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, I yeah. hope they can spit stuff out of the front. Anyway. I mean, they, 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 they have these ring lasers that they shoot at the moon crew. Yes, that's true. Um, so then we get a, a shot of, of the moon crews like dodging another blast and hiding behind some rocks. And Rita's like, oh, I have an idea. And Zed's like, well, I mean, I kind of want to just die, but also just tell me because we <laughs> don't have a lot of options. Oblivion's yeah. better so than this, rather but than go ahead. She apparently is feeling coy now because instead of just telling him, she gives him a quiz. She's like, okay. <laughs> So besides, you know, I mean, because she knows that that well, yeah, idea yeah. won't she's, sell. She's itself. stalling. I get it, but like, she's yeah. like, okay. And besides the machine king and queen, who's the most evil person we know? And so it's like, well, yeah. uh, it's me. Which, by the way, it's later established that there's a whole, you know, con- oh yeah, no, there's a, there's a hierarchy in the galaxy. Let's, we'll get yeah. there later. Uh, so she, yeah, she's just like, oh, it's it's me, and she's like, ah, and then like everyone's toadying, and she like dismisses every single one of them. Yes, and I love, I love that. What's happening is she doesn't want to cause a fight. Like that's uh-huh. what's happening. She doesn't like, want to have a fight with Zed. We kind of need to go see my dad and ask him to live with him right now. She calls him Tinsel Teeth, which is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> well, well, the yes. best. So the best part is she doesn't have to say it because, like, yep. Zed figures it out. She's like, "Come on, you know who I mean." He's like, "What? Oh no, 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 no!" no, no, no. At this point, yeah. it is one hundred percent just a sitcom. And yep. this, the shot yeah. where Zed crosses his arms and he's like, I am not going to live with your father. I'm just like, what is this show? What even is this show? Rita, Rita, just, Rita specifically says, like, we need to call daddy. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I, If this was a proper full-on sitcom and we didn't have to keep cutting back to what the Power Rangers were doing – it straight up would have just been Zed folding his arms and going, no, no, uh-uh, no, no, never. And then the camera would spin and go, dilla, dilla, and then they'd be at, at, at <laughs> yeah. Miles' place. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I I have to say, like, we don't talk really in, about, like, the fan reaction to a lot of this stuff because it's not usually important. But there was, like, a people were so mad that Zed got, like – like domesticated, quote unquote, from his original thing, and I'm like, "What this are you fucking so talking better. about? Like, that's the best <laughs> possible thing they could have done. It's so I much mean, better." He's been saying it for like 
all of like from from the tail end of season two on forward, uh-huh. Rita and Zed were way better together than they ever were apart. Yep. Either one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yep. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Luke. Okay, we can now Correct. move on now that we've got Luke's feedback. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we now cut back to the Rangers. They're wandering underneath the command center because they thought maybe we did, weren't done with this. We we just really wanted some more <laughs> command center wandering. Um, yeah, and you hear Alpha. And we we hear Alpha saying some techno babble. Yeah. And they're like, huh, that sounds like Alpha. He sounds way more robotic than he normally does. Do you think he just does that as like a private joke for himself? <laughs> yes. My favorite part is he says serial ports enabled. And I was like, shit, I didn't know how old the tech in the command center was. <laughs> <laughs> a USB didn't come up until like the late 90s. I mean, USB, we- USB technically is a serial port. Yes. There, the S in USB uh, is serial. Is- there is a fun bit of uh, mascot character catchphrase humor here, because like they hear Alpha saying the techno battle. Oh right, like, yeah. That kind of sounds like Alpha, and then they hear I I I I I, and like, oh, that really sounds like Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and, and even Tanya laughs because I guess she sees everyone else laughing and assumes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, again, like every scene. <laughs> when in Rome, you know, God, she, how she, good she would it to... be if Tanya was just like a purred happily type figure who? Where, I don't understand what's happening, but that had the cadence of a joke. I mean, she needs to ingratiate <laughs> herself with these strangers she just met because they're the only connection she has to anything in the world right now. So yeah. right. she's going to mimic their social interactions. Yeah, even if she wants to go back to Africa, they're the only ones who can help her do that. Yep. Oh, God. So, so they cut back to the moon, uh, and she... Apparently, her way of contacting her father is to just scream daddy until yep. he, like, pays attention to <laughs> it's, her, It's, it's the Heimdall method. Yeah, which, that's interesting. Yep. Um, so and she, it, she, there's a reference to what the music, whatever musical that is. Like, she says, Papa, can you hear me? Which oh, is, yeah. It's called Yentl. It's the Barbara yes. Streisand. It's the one they like... made they, that there's a joke about in Deadpool 2 is how I recognized it, I guess. But they... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, isn't, that, isn't that movie, like, about a, a woman disguising herself as a man so she can study the Torah? I have no idea. Dude, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will have to look that one up. So, uh, yeah, hologram Lord Vile, or sorry, Master Vile shows up. So you can, and he's, you. We learned that the uh, whole pet, na- like ridiculous pet name thing, is like a a family trait because he calls her, her his dastardly daughter, and she calls him uh-huh. uh, Daddy Meanest. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm." Bored or, or or like I'm busy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. Okay, yeah, it, it, I just looked it up. It was Yentl, and yeah, Papa, can you hear me? Is like the the big song from that. Okay. The, the 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 joke in Deadpool, by the way, is that he watches it near the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "Why does that sound song sound so familiar?" And at the end of the movie, he's like, "This is exactly like the Snowman song in Frozen." He realizes. <laughs> so, yeah. so okay, so so yeah, we've Va- got Viles. Like, what the hell's going on? And also, what's all that noise? And it's just like, oh, well, the the Machine Empire is invading. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, those guys suck. They're more evil than I am. Endorsement, yeah. endorsement, yeah. endorsement. And she's just like, hey, can can we crash at your place? And he's like, oh, I guess that means you're bringing your husband. Well, yeah. 
okay, I'm going to leave a key under the doormat. Don't wake I'm me sorry, up. I'm sorry, what here. kind yeah, of key, hold on, Mike? hold on. You can't Oh, yes, this uh, how can I forget? Says, he, he's going to leave a skeleton key under the doormat. Thank you. Don't wake him up when you get here. All, that entire sentence is amazing because it means, A, he is so un- worried by the fact that his daughter is about to get murdered by an evil empire that he's just like yeah whatever that's fine swing by when you can be it means he just has like a house with a doormat out front i guess which is insane and listen it- when he doesn't have any power rangers to deal with he doesn't have to live in an evil castle or anything he can just live and also, right, I just right. like that he's, like, getting ready for bed, and he doesn't, he's not like, well, I'll stay up until she gets here. That's the nice thing. No, fuck it. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> like, it's just so good. I love everything that, about that. you think that he is made out of a piece of his son? I don't know. Did we ever, <laughs> is Master Vile supposed to be a skull? Because he kind of looks like... We don't, he doesn't look like anything. He, he's just—it's just—he's kind he's of wild. Like he's, yeah, he, he's. I, I still go by the theory that he is not blood related to either. Yeah, of I no, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, really. Yeah, I think he is a, a evil wizard that kidnaps children and raises them. To oh, so he's Thanos, basically. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Simon, you haven't been around much, but yes, I'm pretty sure I made that joke at one point. Okay, vaguely, vaguely snake themed Thanos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. He says, all right, that's fine. Now, goodbye. I'm leaving. Uh, And also, like, I don't know. He's so powerful that he apparently can, like, just sense anyone talking about him anywhere. And he can, like, project himself. (laughs) He's just ego searching the the universe yeah, all time, but he basically. can't teleport them to him. They still have to get in yeah. the fucking spaceship and like get over to no, him. Like, well, no, 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 no. He could. He oh, chooses right. yeah, not exactly. to. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. You um, can. It, he's a he's a bootstraps dad. Like oh sure yeah you can you can crash with us but you're gonna have to make it here like you got to survive to get here. Yeah. Also, I'm not leaving you the galaxy in my will. You have to get your own galaxy because that's how you'll learn. <laughs> so yeah. We cut to the command center fixing itself so we can have the establishing shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then we cut under the command center. And I will say that in this one shot of the Rangers, Tanya finally sort of looks like she's terrified. Like, finally, <laughs> she's just like, oh, God. <laughs> Billy says the foundation must be resettling. And she just stares at him like, what the fuck are you saying, future man? <laughs> okay, so- so the thing is, I think it's less that they're finally making Tanya react how she should be, and more that they told all the Rangers to look scared, because yes. they all look vaguely yep. a little bit scared, yeah, no, but Tanya's I, as, actress is the only one pulling it off. Yep. As far as the writers are concerned, from what I understand, um, Tanya's just always been with them, and oh, yeah. don't worry about it, and don't ever talk about it again. L- listen, it's been two months. Who even remembers what Tanya's deal was? Like, do right? you think that the whole... <sighs> I... Do you think they were like people literally won't notice that we swapped the, per the actress? Like, yes, yeah, we gave I her another name, that. but like, it almost feels like they they just don't want to bother. I at definitely all. Like, think they unceremoniously got the black female character of the show and replaced her with another, another black female that's, and just yeah. like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, why not? Okay, why not just recast? Aisha. 
Because they don't do that really on Tumblr. Yeah, they but never they could. do. Like, that's not, but they could. No, you're right. Luke, that, that's I mean, actually a, a, a serious... That's not a bad question. It's weird that they don't ever try that because... I know shows have done that, like not even just kids shows, yeah. like like sitcoms have totally just recast it actors. It happens, and it's but they don't. They, they probably think that it's it would be too confusing for kids if they did that because there's another like a. Oh, is that what they're worried about? But but the you thing know, is, I mean... wait, hold on, because they did recast someone. They recast Rita, and I didn't ever notice. Yeah, so but like, they had the whole thing about that to explain and why she looks different. Yeah, that. that's true. Like in, in Lost Galaxy, the the the, the the actress who plays the Pink Ranger had to go away to get chemotherapy because she got cancer, and they oh, just like God. replaced her with another ranger, and she was fine at the end, and she came back, which is good for everyone. Well, but, that's good. Yeah, you know, they, they didn't just recast her. Then they, you know, she yeah, couldn't be that's on the true. Show you're right. So they just it's just you're, you're right though, Luke. I they probably could get away with that. I don't think that would really be that big of a problem. But somebody must have thought it wouldn't work. It would be so much less confusing. Yeah. So so. Speaking of things that are confusing, Alpha tells the Rangers to get into the vortex. Uh huh. Yeah. And a big green vortex opens up. Yep. There's like a metal door and there's a vortex. Okay. Why is the vortex so goopy? Uh, yeah, no, because. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, Tommy, Tommy looks at it and then is understandably hesitant to go through it. So he very uh-huh. slowly musters up the courage to stick his hand to there. He pulls it back and he's like, uh,. Like, we get shots of all the rangers looking scared as he does it. And he pulls it back, and uh-huh. he's still fine. And Tanya asks, how, 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 how was it? How did it feel? And he pulls his hand up, and it's just sticky with goo. Yeah, it's slimy. And it's, he says... It's very bad. And he says it kind of feels cool. Yeah, he's like, it feels kind of cool, actually. And, like, the whole time he's doing it and the whole time when the rangers are going into the vortex in a second, it's making squelching noises. Yep. And yeah. I, so have a, I have a theory. I have Why a theory. Why is it so this, gross? This is from the time period when the coolest thing kids could have was something that grossed out their parents. With slugs. It's, it's yeah. Nickelodeon gag. This was yeah. deep Basically. in the era where, like, half the kids' toys were specifically targeted at young boys and being able to gross out their sisters. God, do you think they tried to sell the fucking slime vortex to kids? And uh, they definitely, oh, they definitely sold Ivan Ooze Ooze. So, yeah, 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 probably. Uh, also, I have an I have a follow up question to why is the vortex so sticky? Which is why is the vortex? <laughs> so that because they just need to go through a door because it's get a the door. The command center, Do you think, right? Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Do you think they walk through that vortex and they're back up on the first floor and this is just what it looks like inside now? Yes, that's exactly what I think. I think this is a stalling tactic Alpha's doing while he's getting the finishing touches. On Wait, the new- so you think they just lie and tell them it's in the basement, yes. but it's not? I 100% believe that. They just remodeled the whole thing. And, you know. Well, because I also 100% believe it is never, the geography of the command center is never going to come up again. They're just going to teleport in and out of it like always. So yeah. they're just going to not. At this point, it's like a fucking zero escape game. It's just they're inside a space they never see the outside of. It's going to have the exact same establishing shot and the exact same, like, you're just going to warp in. And yeah, I don't but think But the inside looks totally different where now. it is. I just, re- it does. I just realized something else, which is that we start in, in the first season, we were in Rita's palace. It's like on the top floor. And then yeah. in the second season, we go to like that, like, balcony area. 
where they're below it. And then we never see the palace room, the like throne room that Rita started in ever again. This is basically the same thing. We start in the top of the command center and then we go to the power chamber. And even though the command center is fixed, we never see that room ever again. Okay. No, here's what I think. I think the entire command center is like a tube of Pringles and it is now pushed this lower command center up into the first floor. Oh, So it's like a Pez dispenser. It's like a Pez dispenser, but the space like underneath of it, really. the space underneath of it hasn't been filled with a new replacement yet. So there's just green goop down there that warps you back up to the top floor. This so you is don't get my stuck. second least favorite theory that you've ever had. <laughs> so so speaking of the green goop, uh, the secret of the ooze. Yeah. Uh, so each of the rangers go into the vortex in a particular way. Tommy goes through first because he's the big, brave leader. Hey, hold on a second. Uh, I'm sorry. I I know that I'm interrupting, but go to, um. oh, where's the timestamp? Go to like 255 left, hit play, and then wait for Tanya's face. Because Tanya's face at the prospect of having to go through this green goop is not an appropriate facial reaction. Because everyone else is... <laughs> oh, she's into it. <laughs> oh yeah! Everyone else is <laughs> now a green goop vortex. I feel right at home now. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, something okay, in this new in reality fairness. makes sense to me. No, no. <laughs> like, Closes her I eyes have... and tilts her head back and smiles. Yeah. I yeah. have to play devil's advocate here. This shot is along with everyone else is reacting to Tommy putting his hand in the vortex, pulling it out, and his hand being okay. Okay, fine. This All is right. that's that's a look of relief, y'all. Still, Still a hand. I mean, listen, listen. I would love, I would love for the Rangers to just be really into goop. But that's not what's happening here. Fair enough. But okay, so so after Tommy's hand is okay, and everyone's just like, okay, I guess the vortex is safe. Tommy goes through. Uh, Cat and Tanya hold hands. Cat kind of reinsures Tanya, and then they go through together. Right, because they've because they've been best friends for like three forever. Years yeah, for now. years, for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> yep. Uh, Adam and Billy like look at each other and nod and have kind of a silent exchange, and then they both go through. And then Rocky is super hesitant to go through. Yep. Like he's Rocky's fucking scared. He's like rubbing his hands together. Rocky doesn't. He looks. Do this. Beh- he turns and looks behind him as if he's considering. Well, maybe I'll just fucking leave. Yeah, yeah, and I love Rocky. I love Rocky so much, and this is my favorite Rocky moment so far. Billy's hand yep. comes back out of the goop and pulls Rocky through the vortex. He just goes, "Whoa!" Oh no, you don't. I'm not being the Blue Ranger again. Come in here, you. <laughs> it's your turn in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn in the Pringles can. So we go inside the 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 power chamber. And it looks cool. Okay, okay, I, bit, hold on, Zach, before we go any further. Okay. Huge question. Okay. When Tommy put his hand in the vortex and pulled it back out, it was covered with ooze. The rangers just went through the vortex. Why Why is there no Because it's not a right. vortex. It's a go? door. It's stupid. So, That's here's why. Thing. Where, so, no, 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 They go through that door. This shot and the next scene is not them coming out of yeah, door. They're just in the middle of the room. That's a good question. So I don't understand. The, they walked through the slime, and the slime warped them up to the first right. floor. We see the vortex but closing behind them. Where ooze yeah. go? I'm trying to explain that. It's very simple. Right. The ooze is yes. there because he pulled his hand back out of the portal. You're supposed to go through it. He never let yeah. him, himself pass through it. That's residue from right. him like resisting its pull. 
It's like going into a car wash and then backing out before you get to the rinse cycle. Okay, but then why is Billy's hand that reached back through the portal to grab Rocky not covered? How do we know it's not? This thing is shot at, like, 500 pixels. That's true. It's a pretty wide angle. Anyway, Alpha walks out of an alpha socket in the wall. So before, yeah, well... It's a fucking Wily Coyote-ass alpha-shaped hole in the wall. They're they're looking around like, this is crazy, and then Billy is just immediately out with the bullshit. He's like, it's the next generation of of the basement. command outposts. Uh-huh. I saw plans for this. I just didn't think it really existed. And Billy's just making all of this up. He has no fucking (laughs) idea what he's looking at. <laughs> yep. So there's not much left to this episode, I guess, because yeah, on, there's a Rocky's like, hole. hey, so Alpha, how come? Yeah, Alpha. Yep. Yeah, and Alpha walks. Alpha walks out of the Alpha door. We cut to commercial. We come back to that good old establishing shot of the command center. Uh-huh. Yep. And the thing we have that. And then they say what I said when that com- opening shot came up. It's good to see you. Yep. <laughs> No, everyone's hugging. Uh, everyone's yeah. hugging Alpha. They're glad to see him, and they said yep. they were worried. They he was gone forever, and he says, "Oh, it takes a little more than a little implosion to keep me down." Uh huh. Which is it? Which runs counter to the previous time they tried to use an implosion device, and Alpha was going to disarm it, and he was very scared of dying. Also, Alpha was literally screaming in terror yeah. in the scene, yeah. like in the scene like, in the last episode. Why didn't they tell the Rangers? Oh, don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, the the whole thing's about to explode, but it'll fix itself. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no. What's worse? What's worse <laughs> is this fucking cliffhanger fake out. Yep. yep. Because they ask, wait a second, where's Zordon? And then Alpha says, oh, I'm sorry, Rangers. I should have told you sooner. And then we cut to another scene, and that's the last we see of Alpha uh-huh. for this episode. Yeah. He's just going to... So- like, fucking spoiler warning for next week, his next line is going to be Zordon's right here. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey, listen, it's that's the, the st- worst news he could you. possibly have. They were free. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. But, but seriously, so I Rocky, was racking my... Rocky asks that, where this place comes from, and he's like, oh, we've always had it. We knew there was a time, yes. there, could, well, there could be a time when the th- whole thing fucking blows up, so we just had this. Again, we always I, had this second command room. I, I have yeah. shown this panel of the comic to a couple people in, in this chat, not everybody, but there is a, there is a part in the comic where Zach says, Hey Zordon, it seems like you don't tell us anything until right before we need to know it. And if possible after that, and I, it's so like, it, I understand that there's a lot of stuff. There's many, many things and maybe just sitting them down and being like, okay, here's every fucking like ball I have up in the air might not be like, prudent but it is so insane that he's not like Zordon doesn't tell them oh we have like six sets of zords so don't ever worry if one of your zords blows up also there's like 12 well, redundant okay, here's the problem if he tells them there's replacement zords they won't be take care of the ones they have back <laughs> if this right. place implodes if, if this place implodes it's fine I have another ranger in space somewhere yes. oh and also if you break my tube I'll die but all the evil in the galaxy will be gone any questions <laughs> yeah. and like and well, I, like uh fucking like Zach is immediately reaching for the crowbar and just walking up to that. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other thing. And, and like we, so we haven't seen Zordon, but, but quick question going back to the geography of the command center. 
Is it like the same tube, but it's really tall? Yes. So it goes all the way through the command center? Remember, because we saw him, like, sloop up from underneath. Oh yeah, I guess so. He, he was, was checking out yeah. the, the the other like command center, and yeah. getting it ready for you know. No, I okay. think he just got. I think he just went down there to hang out when he was sick of Alpha. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that was okay. Zordon's room. Now it has to be Ranger room. God damn it! Alpha couldn't get down there because they hadn't set up the fucking goo portal yet. Yeah. We have a problem. Okay. Yeah, we because can. the regardless of how you think the command center works, um. That that upper level got imploded, right? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, the area where they were walking around in got imploded, and the upper level collapsed yeah. as a result. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So that means Zordon's tube got imploded. Well, part of it. Yeah, and the part he was in, I guess? Like, you know, when when, when Zordon saying, gets kidnapped and... Breaking in... that tube unleashes all the, the, you know, kills all the evil... Mm. Yeah, th- no, yeah. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Th- his tube did explode. It got fixed, but, or sorry, mm-hmm. implode. Sorry, 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 please. Yeah. Well, no, so here's the thing. He evacuated that tube before it blew up, so he wouldn't yeah. die. So it's it, not the tube, it's like if it's he blows him. up. Okay. okay, gotcha. When Zordon gets kidnapped next season, they basically take a section of the tube with Zordon in it and carry <laughs> yeah, it off. It's the, the concept of c- kidnapping a floating head in a tube. I mean, that's what happens. And I know, I know. He stays kidnapped for two entire seasons of this also, show. Also, this was originally presented to us as, oh, Zordon's actually trapped in a time warp somewhere. This tube just lets him communicate yeah, with us. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, right, it, yeah. it was presented as the thing that made sense. And it became completely nuts insane in the time being. I, they definitely have forgotten that he's not in there, right? Like, oh, they yeah, yeah, have forgot that fully. I mean, okay. e- even as early as the first movie, he was in there. So Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, is that it? Oh, no, we cut back up to the... Um, I mean, yeah, it's basically it. It's just, the, it's just the Machine Empire being like, hey, we're on Earth now. We've got the same weirdly flat angled view of it that the old guys did. Yep. Th- there is a sh- there is I mean, a- there's the same moon. It would be the same view of Earth. That makes sense. There is a shot where he says all that we see will be ours. And all I could think of was, well, I, it's cool that you have that nice matte painting of Earth, I guess. <laughs> like That's a cool thing to have. I would sort of like one. But yeah, yeah, it's silly. Anyway, much like Zach accused me of earlier in this episode, King Mondo says he's going to rule everything he sees with an iron hand. But yeah. like, not he—he he doesn't mean like rule it harshly. He right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's just the materials he's made. <laughs> yeah, sure. He just means that he's made. Coincidentally, of... so does Lexi. It's, a, it's yeah. It's a, we don't. It, it doesn't come through in the in the audio, but Lexi does have metal hands. God, I yeah. wish. Yeah. Yeah, Lexi. Lexi has. Do you? I fucking wish I had robot arms so bad, Luke. Do you have any idea? Have y'all Have y'all seen the trailer for the new Devil May Cry where he has a robot hand and he shoots it off like a like you know like a Power Range or like a Zord rocket punch and then he jumps on top of his rocket hand? Oh, that's really good. The thing is, yeah. The, the answer to your question, Luke, is yes. Of course, Lexi wants rocket hands. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like because then you're you wouldn't have any feeling in your hand. Uh, they're actually uh, they've actually made some pretty good advances in like replicating haptic feedback into prosthetics. I, that's fair. I will say that I, feeling in my hands is not the 
like the place that I would be sad about if I didn't I'd be have sad that about anymore. Any part of my body being numb. I I'd, I'd be pretty sad about my hands because I, I don't know about you all, but my hand eye coordination is shit. It's yeah. not great. I yeah. kinda need to be able to feel what I'm doing. That's fair. That's um, a fair I'd point. like um, to refer you to an episode of the Digital Moncast, I forget which one, where we exhaustively covered the uh question of would you want robot limbs? Well, so okay. <laughs> so just to wrap up what we're theoretically here to discuss, uh, we do get some out. Devil May Cry looks really good. That's what I was saying. There's, <laughs> there's not really anything noteworthy about them. We do get a bit of like Skull going, Skull's actor going on an extended tirade about all the cool stuff the patrol bike's going to do when they're done with it. Yeah. And it goes on for so long, and he just keeps improving and improving until he just straight up breaks character and yells, "Somebody call cut, please." Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, Jason that's Arby's basically so good it. for all of us. Yeah. Angel. Yep. So yeah, it's this is. Uh, I mean, it's all set up. That's for sure. And in fact, it is. I will say, it's all set up, and we don't even get the powers. So like, it's it is. I will say, I I think it's refreshing how slow things happen at the start. Wow. We, no, I'm no. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Compared to how the series began and how new sets of powers show up yep. in previous seasons, because like remember how fucking everything happened at once in the first episode of Mighty Morphin? Yeah. yeah. In this, we're introduced to the new command center and the new status quo in the first episode. Second episode, we get the powers, and then I think it's not till the third or fourth that we get the. Zords. Also, the fact that they set the Zeo crystal up like twenty episodes or you know ten yeah. or whatever before any of this stuff happens is nice, but. It, it's yeah. It feels like they're not throwing a million new ideas at us at once. What I'll say is that I think I actually don't hate how all that stuff worked. I like that it gets right into it, but this compared to uh, how Turbo does it, which is it's all at once and also it just drops every previous plot point. That's oh. that's the thing yeah. that kills me. But. It, I will say I, I do I do want to kind of respond to the way Lexi reacted to what I said about liking how slow it's going. There is absolutely a right way and a wrong way to do a slow introduction yeah. to concepts, and the show usually does it a wrong way. Yeah. I feel like it's doing it the right oh, way. Oh man, I thought I was stunned watching this episode and he, thinking to everyone saying, "Oh man, it's so much better now." <laughs> I mean, it's gonna get better, but this is just table setting for the next episodes. There were scenes I enjoyed, but you could have fit the scenes I enjoyed in this episode into the first two minutes that they wasted on Tommy narrating stuff and just got well, on with it. Well, I mean, di different strokes for different folks, especially if they're stroking with a robot. Uh, well, oh, Jesus. Right. I will say that the, the, the stuff at the beginning is, I mean, it, it's not that it's pointless. It's just that considering they've done it before as not part of the episode, it sucks that they're just like, and two, it's a two-parter, but three of these minutes aren't even going to count. They spent so much time so, just scrambling at rocks yeah. and wandering around an already overused set of some boxes in yeah, a weird the, corridor. The thing is, they, they had enough for like a one-and-a-half-parter, and they kind of had to pat out this yeah, part one. Yeah, I, like always. I'll, I'll yeah. be interested to see what's up with the uh, the neck, in, in terms of the pace of the next episode because if it's all jam-packed then yeah what happened is they almost had enough for two and they said ah fuck like to be clear <laughs> this was not any worse than a average episode of power rangers it's just it wasn't sure. 
particularly. We hyped it up too much. We we made you we made it too much. That's fair. Uh, I just love all the re- the Rita and Zed stuff. So that's, yeah, no, that's I'm very pl- much going to miss them in like two episodes, and they disappear for a while. Are they gone completely until the end of the season, or are they just like no, not uh, until the end like, of the season? They'll show up back up around the time the Sixth Ranger does, I think. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I know they're here and there, but like, yeah, it sucks that they're not. I wish they were like a C plot in every episode, like this just show a couple is minutes. Not good with C plots is the thing. No, it's they're usually terrible. Yeah. They're not really even good with B plots or A plots for that matter. So, <laughs> um, so I I don't have really any emails today. That's fine, um, we're at two hours. Yeah, we're 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 also ran long because we had a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, but uh, if you have any questions, especially if you have any questions about Zio, it can always be about anything. But since we're in a new season, if you've got questions about it, you can send us questions to teenswithtude at gmail.com. Uh, teenswithtude uh, is our Twitter handle. And t- uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. I almost fucked up all three of those, but I think I did okay. Good work. Um, <laughs> does anyone have anything to pitch while I write off a sign-off order? <laughs> yeah, go to audioentropy.com. It's got all our stuff. Yeah. You know, that... Come on, uh, stretch for to, a second. Uh, <laughs> Zach, I managed to run a podcast pod. without doing a sign-off order for like... Yeah, yeah but there's episodes. five of us this I, episode. Yeah, and Luke is like, on like half the podcasts on the network. I would, <laughs> I would talk um, a little bit. You made the mistake of telling us you needed us to vamp. Oh, I see. Going yeah, so you would rather sacrifice your plugs just so that I look like an asshole. I, Zach, I will sacrifice literally something. everything to fuck up the outro of this podcast. <laughs> I... <laughs> I would like listeners to know about Silver Pines. All right. It is our tabletop game that Luke GMs. That's true, I do. Uh-huh. It's uh, the two of us and Emily and Julie and Molly and Ashley. And it's uh, – we. the system we use is Monsters and Other Childish Things, although we've homebrewed it a little bit to make it so that it is more of a – uh, sort of Twin Peaks slash JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yeah, homage, was, and yeah. it is... Which is to say, it's a Diamond is Unbreakable homage. Right, well, I was about to say, I'm just going out on a limb here, but expect to get a lot more Twin Peaksy in the near future. You know, who knows? Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, get to, we got to beat up a guy who was very obviously supposed to be like a stand-in for like an Alex Jones, Rush Limbaugh type, yeah. and that was fun. Uh, but like, yeah, so it's uh, Saturday nights. The archive is all up on the Audio Entropy uh, YouTube channel. So give that a watch slash listen, li- listen, wow, yeah. slash listen, slash yeah, licking, you know, whatever you, know, listen, you do Listen with, to the with, podcast. It's really good. <laughs> Zach, please. Please. I know, I'm I, baffled you know as to how long this is taking you. Yeah, you, that took you so long to write out. I, well, I had it typed out, but then Mike was just talking, so I didn't Rich, hit Bridget, enter on the thing. She, she, she fellas, every time Zach writes a sign off order, an angel gets you. <laughs> I've been Luke. <laughs> I've been Mike. I've been Smoke. I've been Lexi. I feel like we missed something. Yeah, we did. I, I, I Luke just skipped me, but it's fine. And may the power protect you always. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just lasso up the moon for you. I'm hitting pull it right down. I'm glad that I'm back to, to make this into a professional podcast again, basically.